Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to the Vigilance Press Podcast. Tonight is the long-awaited end episode of Season 1 of the Beacon City Campaign. This is going to be an actual play uh, session. This should run between three to four hours. And uh, I will introduce our, our stars in just a moment. Um, but I wanted to, you know, fill in people for those who may not have heard the previous episodes. Uh, we are cur- we are running a campaign using Mutants and Masterminds Third Edition, and uh, just to f- let everybody know some of the supplements that I'm making use of, and it is a nice little list. Uh, tonight, I'll be taking advantage of, of course, the Hero's Handbook, which is the core rulebook, and I'll be using some rules from the Game Master's Guide, which has come out, and also the uh, wonderful, wonderful Supernatural Handbook by Lucian Solban. Um, you may notice some ideas stole, I mean, borrowed from there. And, uh, of course, we have two books by Vigilance Press, uh, Black Chapter and The October Men, part of our Do Vigilance series. You can find those on Amazon by searching for Do Vigilance. Um... And uh, you can also look for those under Jack Norris, the author. Um, but uh, tonight we have um, our four uh, originators um, from the from the uh, original episodes of the series. We have Theron Bretz. Theron. Hey there. And uh, Theron is playing. Starchild. All right. For those who may not have tuned in for the past. Like five months. <laughs> fill, fill people in. Who is Starchild? Starchild is a student at uh, Beacon University. Um, he is allegedly the uh, child of a UFO alien uh, and a crazy <laughs> woman. And he's recently found out that Mama's crazy stories were apparently true. And not quite as crazy as you thought. <laughs> yeah. So he's he's clearly got a role to play in the universe, but he doesn't know what it is yet. All right. And also joining us is the effervescent Lynn Firestone Hill. Lynn, how you doing? <laughs> I'm effervescent. How are you? <laughs> you are bubbly like a soda pop. <laughs> <laughs> so you are playing the Jade Witch. Yes, yes. And give give our audience a little primer on who the Jade Witch is. Uh, she's also a college student. Uh, she is a magician, uh, old school magician. She does. She has learned magic from a number of different uh, traditions, and she's working on mastering everything she can get her hands on. She's also an agent um, of the agency called the Library, which was introduced yes. in, in the. Uh, in the book Black Chapter, um, as a uh, an agency that you can drop into your Mutants and Masterminds game, and we'll be dealing with the library quite a bit tonight. Um, also joining us is Jason Tondro. Jason, hey. how are you doing tonight, Doctor Comics? I'm I'm awesome. Thank you. Thank you for asking. All right. So, Jason, uh, you yes. are playing a fellow called the Lamplighter. Tell us Lamp- a bit about Lamp- him. The Lamplighter is uh, Robert Sage. He is a legacy hero. He is the latest bearer of the lamp, which is a mysterious alien question mark artifact which crashed in Beacon City in the um, colonial era before the Revolutionary War. 
And uh, he, for, uh, for a couple of hundred years, the Lamplighter was basically the Illuminati's paid superhero. Uh, <laughs> but, but in the 1960s, uh, the, uh, the family broke with the Illuminati and uh, lost all of its like backing and patronage. And so, so now um, Robert is an ex-cop who's been blacklisted from the force and waging a one-man war to shed light on dark evil. Awesome. And last but certainly not least, let me introduce Rick Jones. Rick. Hello. How are you doing tonight, Rick? I am quite well. Have you recovered from the uh, release party of Six Gun yet? Uh, <laughs> the release party is, is yet to occur. Uh, oh, okay. My wife is going to take me out and, and, and shower me with goodness for it. Oh, awesome. Your, Outstanding. Your, your wife is fantastic. Um, she is. Uh, Rick Jones is the author of our just-released uh, issue three of Do Vigilance. It's available on RPG Now and Drive Through RPG. Um, and last I checked, it was trending at the eight top seller, or it was in the top ten of the uh, uh, quick sellers there, so you can kind of easily get it just by going to RPG Now and looking at the right-hand column. Or you can look for it... Uh, by searching up Vigilance Press and, and looking through our latest offerings, it's going to be at the top. And, um, and uh, we, we established that if you didn't count all those Wizards of the Coast ancient classic D&D books, it was number three. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is totally fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we, uh, Jack and I started that routine where we were just, you know, it's like, oh, we're not going to count these things because they'll never leave the top three. <laughs> so, uh, or the top five slots. I can't, I can't remember. I think it's about five slots that are like, yeah, that's going to be D&D forever now. Uh, yeah. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, Rick, uh, we were very pleased with the responses we've been getting. It's only been out um, a little over 24 hours, I think. I can't remember now. It's been a blur. But um, it's it's been out for less than 48 hours, and it has been pulling in really positive reviews. Um, even Sean Fannin was kind enough to drop us a five-star review, so I'm very pleased with that. So um, we have... Uh, uh, a lot of positive feedback on that book, so really excited. Um, it, the PDF is available now. The print-on-demand version will be coming soon uh, via CreateSpace, and then shortly after that, Amazon. And um, that only has to wait for us to uh, add a little bit to the back. And also, we're also trying to catch any last-minute errata so if anybody has bought the book and notices a typo or you know some formatting problems or or you know some math that doesn't quite work out please feel free to let us know because we'd love to try and fix anything like that before it goes to print um and uh you know all that said depending on when i can synchronize with uh, our layout guy again because he's now Five hours out of sync with my timetable <laughs> instead of three, uh, which just really pushes it from, yeah, I can talk to you at 8 o'clock at night. Now it's like he gets home from work and uh, I'm like passing out tired. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know, it's it's actually, we've, we've got email and we've been moving along. It's just not as, as, as quick on some of the stuff. He's also just started a new job and has a bunch of busy stuff going on in his life right now. So, um, but hopefully we'll be able to get the, uh, 
the last little tweaks on that done and out. And then we also expect, um, we're kind of running these two projects parallel, uh, the first issue of Beacon City Metas to be coming out soon. And uh, there will be some news coming with with that release. Um, we'll be offering some news on what's going to be going on with the Beacon City Metas uh, series, but we'll talk about that after the first book comes out. So, um, anyway, Rick Jones, I forgot to introduce your character. You are playing Tempest. Yes. Tell us a little bit about Tempest. Tempest is uh, the son of uh, Thor, and not the Marvel Comics Thor, who's a noble and wonderful guy, but more the Norse mythology Thor, who's kind of an idiot and uh, <laughs> fighting, In the getting into way. fights guy. Um, but he is a like uh, like the other kids. He's a college student and uh, also working for the library because they're. Uh, because they will pay for his college and if he will uh, fight monsters for them. Right. He basically um, is, is really good at sniffing out uh, uh, legendary or fantastic creatures. And uh, as I recall, Watching. right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And he's very strong. And he's very strong. He's a, he's a pretty good uh, powerhouse slash paragon style character with yep. some with some fun immunities. Um, which which actually tripped up uh, the first villain a little bit because she is usually a very dangerous character, but you're like, haha, I'm immune to all your powers. <laughs> but uh, if people want to listen to that episode, they can tune back um, uh, several episodes. They're in the archives. You can just uh, click back to uh, the Beacon City. We also have two sessions of character creation as well, so if you're interested in hearing our characters can be built in Mutants and Masterminds and how we can brainstorm things, you can tune back to those original episodes. But uh, tonight's episode, to catch everyone back up, um, we are picking up after the heroes had just... Um, some of the heroes had just returned from rescuing one of their friends from being trapped inside a novel. And uh, he, they had been trapped by the the evil group, the Octobermen, um, using a magic spell called Bookbinding, and uh, they had managed to rescue their friend and uh, came back to find the city in chaos. I'm going to dial back the clock a few minutes and start with two of the characters who weren't there last session, and we'll kind of start from their point of view and play time forward at that point. So we're going to start with the Lamplighter and Starchild, in Beacon City, and um, you guys have jumped into action after a big news story began. Um, one of the local metas clinics, and the clinics are basically, um, there's usually one or two. Um, in a couple of major cities, you have four or five, depending on the, the need for them. Um, but these clinics are essentially... Uh, places where metahumans can go for free healthcare in exchange for um, recording data about, you know, their their particular health problems. So sure. if like you were Ben Grimm the thing, you know, and you you needed like some sort of medical care, but you know you got this big rocky hide, you wouldn't be able to afford for the kind of research. You might, you know, I mean, your average Joe probably wouldn't be able to afford that kind of medical care the specialized medical care he might need. So the 
the advantage the metas gain out of this is that they share the anon they share the data anonymously, but you know their their findings about metahumans and and stuff they share it with uh, different government agencies, so they can um, better learn how to deal with metahuman villains. Um, we can build better prisons to control you with. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and also um, you know there there are rumors that the the technology is using, being used to create super soldiers, but there's no proof of that yet. Um, so there's there's yeah. all there's all sorts yeah. of controversy yeah. in in the, in yeah in the setting um, in the setting it's a bit of a controversial thing because um, imagine that instead of you know during 9/11 instead of having the Patriot Act we had the Metas Act and they essentially you know were passed um, some people say it's still not quite constitutional um, and uh, you know the idea of the sharing of information. But um, there's still some controversy, but that's not quite the center of tonight's episode. Tonight's episode does focus uh, on some of the carnage that's going on, though. Basically, um, you guys leapt into action after seeing uh, a firebombing at, uh, at the grand opening of a new Metas clinic. Um, and uh, you, you leapt into action because you saw a group of uh, torchbearers who are the local... Um, crime gang slash uh, um, terrorist organization. They're an anti-metas ter- terrorist organization. They hate metahumans. And um, they're, they're all about human purity and, 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 and stuff like that. So they, they've, they've been around for a long time over the years, over the, over the uh, decades or, or even longer. They, they go back to um, the uh, Civil War, actually. Um, yeah. But uh, over the years, their 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 code has kind of changed. You know, the, at one point they were seen as heroes of the town and like guerrilla fighters who were, you know, attacking the northern soldiers. And then over the years, they've become kind of like the IRA, where they, you know, purport to have these noble, but highly controversial views. But in the background, they're doing a lot of weapons and drug smuggling. So, it's yeah. it's it's a lot like kind of like the modern IRA in in Ireland. But. Um, so, um, you guys respond are responding to this um, news story that you saw about the uh, torchbearers firebombing um, this this grand opening ceremony. Um, when you arrive at the scene, you expected to see you know the the police kind of and, and uh, clearing up the mess, but instead the police are creating like a almost like a military uh, defensive perimeter in front of a, a crowd and backing off as like about five or six hundred uh, guys wearing the torchbearer colors, which is basically black and blue um, with like a, a silver uh, stylized torch on the back of their jacket or tattoos of the torch. Um, and they're all carrying what look like these big black torches with like bluish black fire coming off the top. And they're, they're smashing the, these torches into things and things are just lighting up on fire. Do they wear hoods? Go ahead. Do they wear hoods? Um, no, they're they're um, they're actually open-faced. Um, you know, some of them have uh, their heads shaved bare. Some of them wear okay. like hats or half hoods. Um, but for the most part, it looks like they're they're not really concerned about secret identities. For the most part, okay. Um, some of them some of them wear hoods, but they're 
more of like just guys wanting to look tough than sure. part of a. Uh, they're they're not as cookie cutter samey as you might see in most comic book groups. Um, but uh, you you see about a hundred and fifty of them menacing a a crowd of of people who are trying to um, retreat from a burning building that's on one side and a burning stage that was uh, set up outside. And they're trying to basically clear these people out, um, but there's like a choke point at the exit where all of these barricades had been set up to keep the traffic from driving through while they were doing the ceremony. And so um, the, the the bad guys are basically approaching faster than the, than the uh, cops can back them off. So... Um, I'm gonna have uh, um, I'm gonna have Lamplighter and Starchild roll initiative for me. Sure. Okay. <clears throat> Ooh, crap. All right, Starchild, what is that? That would be a nine. <laughs> All right, Lamplighter. Uh, you have to remind me here. I'm adding what to my to my roll. Uh, you should have an initiative bonus. Let me double check your character sheet. Am I adding my dex? Um, actually, uh, well, there's an initiative bonus, but it is based on um, yeah. your 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 uh, seven. Your agility, right? That even agility. works. I, I got a seven. Oh, okay. my agility. Yes. Yeah, seven. So seven. It's kind of funny you ask, and I'm like, yeah. Now I can't remember which it was. I have to look it up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so used to just using Hero Lab, which calculates that for me. Yeah. So, um, that would be you two, and then I need to roll for the Torchbearers, and the Torchbearer Thugs are going on a two. Yay! Yay! So, um, here's how we're playing this. The Torchbearers are actually going to be played as a, because there's over a hundred of these guys, I'm playing them as a military group, um... If, if you're following along in the Mutants and Masterminds Game Master's Guide, you will find the uh, mass combat rules on page 194. So I'm having the heroes, they're basically fight, fighting against a, uh, a company-sized unit. And um, so we're going to be, they're going to have much higher numbers than a standard thug, simply because of the size of the force that they're fighting. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, they basically, from that force size, they get a plus seven to... Uh, a lot of their stats, mm-hmm. um, and they're wielding these strange, uh, yeah, strange weapons that neither of you have seen before. And have a lot of them. They all are characters. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so, basically, they're all in one group, and they're all kind of you know moving as a group. So um, you can attack or affect them as a group. Starch, um, you're a mentalist. Is that right? That's correct. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you have telekinesis or telepathy, or what do you do? I I can read minds, and I can blind people and paralyze people, as well okay. as blast them. you have any area attacks? Um, not specifically, but I'm thinking this would be a good time to spend, spend that um, hero point early <laughs> on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. Um, because you have innocence and danger, each of you are going to start with two hero points. Okay. okay. Well, in that case, I think this would be a good time to stunt, to to try it. Since these guys are obviously of like mind, perhaps I can affect them like a like mind. 
Right. Basically, when you're dealing with mass combat, you're essentially stretching out time as well as the numbers you're dealing with. So, like, when you're using powers, you can affect an entire force the same way you would attack a a normal person. It's just assuming that you're going through and and doing the same effect to a bunch of individuals. So you don't. We don't have the the modifiers. The modifiers kind of absorb that. No, but. But area effects do give you the advantage of canceling out their uh, oh. their force size. So an area oh. effect actually gives you a bonus against um, a, a force. It basically, redu- you know, the amount of area that you can affect reduces their force bonus. Yeah. So um, starting with uh, Starchild, um, what are you gonna do? Um, yeah, I'm going to go ahead. I think that blinding them would probably scare. Th- them too much, but I'm going to try and hit them with mental paralysis. Okay. And I'm trying to remember this because it's been a very long time, but as I recall, because um, my range on this is perception, I don't make any sort of a roll to hit. They just have nope. to. They just have to make the uh, DC 18 will save. Okay. And considering these thugs have a very generally low willpower, but they get plus seven, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep, for the force uh, Oops, let me roll that on the table. Because there's just so many of them. Exactly, because there's over a hundred of them. All right. So, what was the difficulty class on the uh, on this on the roll? Eighteen. Eighteen. Okay, they did not roll high enough to stop that. So, let's see. They failed by seven. Um, that's good. So that's uh, two degrees. What is that? Uh, they are disabled. They are hinder- They are disabled. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is it just one condition, or did you do two? I can't remember. No, it's first degree impaired, second disabled, third unaware. Okay, so they are oh, now. They are now. Blindness. Yeah, oh, that's blindness. blindness. Wait a second. Let me check the. Uh, yeah. Second degree stunned. Sorry, they're stunned at the moment. Okay, that's so they're oh, stunned. That's yeah. great. All right. They that's good. I'll, I'll, I'll use that time since you stunned them. I'll use that time to get the the innocent people to safety. Okay. Now, for those playing along at home, stunned basically means that uh, you cannot take an action. You still have some defensive stats, but uh, um, you are unable to take action. And because it's an affliction, as opposed to a, a, um, a result of damage, it actually sticks around until they manage to shake it off. So they're going to have to keep rolling against that same difficulty class each round until... Uh, until they can shake it off. Sweet. So, as I recall, let's see, stunned is actually no action and not just half action. So, um, we are going from, that was your, that was your action. You still have a movement if you wanted to Mm -hmm. position yourself in a specific place. I'm going to position myself in the sky above them. Um, probably about, oh, 75 feet above the crowd. (laughs) All right. So okay, lamplighter, get these sa- people to safety. All right, if you're going to draw their fire, be careful because those torches could have some range on them. And then I will rub up the old uh, motorcycle, and uh, and I will I will uh, since we're stretching time out a little bit, maybe I'll have time to do this. But basically, I want to drive to the the people that are being threatened, and I want to try to lead them, you know, like corral their attention and lead them to a, a safe place. Okay. 
they're all trying to move to a safe place right now. The one thing that's really barricading their way is a bunch of the police barricades that have been set up. If you okay. want to try and blow a hole in the police barricades, yeah. there would be a lot more room for people to evacuate. Yeah, if that's what needs to get done, then I'll do that. And I'll just I'll just use the um, the lamp to, to blast a hole in it. I, I hate to, to, to blow up the police barricade, but, you know, it's got to be done. I don't think the police are going to mind. Okay. <laughs> it's basically just um, I'm talking about uh, like like uh, street barricades and uh, drums, yeah. things like that, that are usually put in place to corral or or you know send cars in other directions. So All right. Well, the, the, lamp, the lamp lighter blows a, blows a hole in that with with the light from his chest, and then he and then he hails to the crowd and sort of you know um, uh, waves them waves them through. The hole. Okay. Um, describe for the audience what your what your lamp's light looks like. The, the lamp the lamp itself, when it's not super active, it looks kind of like Tony Stark's chest light in the movie Iron Man. Mm-hmm. But but the lamp lighter himself wears like an all black costume, kind of like the Shroud. You know the old the old Marvel um, uh, quasi hero, um, the Shroud. So it's like an all black suit with a black cloak, and but he's got this brilliant white light in his chest. And then when he, when he finds a target, it lights up like a spotlight, but then the spotlight gets tighter and tighter and tighter until it turns into a, a, a deadly beam. Um, so that's what happens on, in this case, and it just blows a hole in the, in the police barricades with a massive fazark, which is the lighter's sound effect, yes. And, uh, and, then, and then I'll wave everybody through, you know, um, uh, everybody stay calm, keep moving. All right, I'm gonna have you roll a uh, persuasion check. You bet. You bet. Um, I'm adding presence, right? Uh, yes. If you if you don't have the persuasion seven, skill, seven plus six is thirteen. All right. Um, I'm just checking to see. Yeah, your your persuasion is based off your base presence. So, yeah. um, yeah. so it's a thirteen, and I'm gonna give you a plus. Uh, plus five circumstance bonus for your display of power there. Okay. So you get an 18. And um, and, what did, and what did you call out to the crowd? I just said, everybody keep calm and keep moving. All right. Um, the, the police, you know, look jumpy when you do this huge blast of light, yeah. and then they realize who you are and that they're on their side. And they start funneling everybody out through the, uh, the much wider exit now. And the... the this place is starting to get a lot less crowded as people start um, fleeing the scene. Um, and okay, um, all right. So now it is the torchbearer's turn, and they yeah. are stunned, so they don't get an action. But they're going to try and recover this round, and they actually manage to start. Moving at the end of their phase, they've they've managed to shake off the stunned effect, right? But mm-hmm. they lose this turn, so they don't actually get to act. All right, it is now Starchild's turn again. Okay, so they're starting to shake it off. Um, I'm going to go ahead and hit them with a mental blast. So again, I believe this is also a. Uh, I think all of my stuff is perception range. Okay. So what's the um, this, does this one do normal damage? Yeah, it does. Okay, so that their difficulty class is fifteen plus your effect value. What's your effect value? Which is six, so twenty-one total. <clears throat> twenty-one total. 
Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. And they have a, and they they have to resist with will, right? Right. Okay, so they are rolling. And what was the total again? Twenty-one. Twenty-one. All right. Um, they get a twenty total on their resistance, so they are at a minus one to future toughness checks. Um, they felt it, but they're all kind of like you know. You basically, you basically blasted one of them, and he topples over, clutching his head. And then you know, four more step up to fill the void where he was standing. Um, I'm about to get hit. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, lamplighter, it's your turn. You've managed. Well, you've managed to create some breathing room between you and yeah. the uh, torchbearers. Some room to all fight. Right. Are, are we? Um, are we close enough? I don't know the the scale of distance here. Is there? Um, can I? Can I run up to these guys, or do I need to? Um, to drive up. Uh, you can run up to them. Um, you can drive up to them. There's enough room for for about. I'd say you've you've cleared about a uh, um, hundred feet between you and the front line of the enemy. Okay. Okay. Good. All right. Well, um, I'm a little worried about those guys pointing all those torches at uh, at my my little buddy there. Um, little buddy. So, yeah. Well, at, at 24 years old, Lamplighter is the old man of this team. <laughs> Uh, so I'll, uh, I'll go ahead and try my dazzle on them. I will, um, uh, Lamplighter, like, revs up his motorcycle and he, um, he drives up on top of a car, uh, so that he can get some height. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, jumps from there onto the top of, like, a semi-truck. And from on top of the semi-truck, I will light up, um, the crowd with my dazzle. With the, the, I just catch them all in the lamp, the lamplight. And, okay. and it's extraordinarily bright. I'm trying to blind them so that when they look up at, at um, Starchild to shoot their torches at him, they can't see. Okay. And this so one... I'll, uh, this is Area Cone. It's a Dazzle 11 Area Cone. Okay. Ah, yes, there it is. The Light of Justice. Cone Area yeah. Affliction. Got it. Um, so this is going to be resisted by Will. Okay. Yeah, but it, so Area would cancel out some of their... Yes, um, so they are basically at a plus six to resist it instead of a plus seven. Oh, it only um, casts uh, up one. Okay. Uh, yeah, it depends on how many area ranks you have. So um, let me double check, because that might be a plus two. Let me double check that number. Well, I have the area cone is the whole level of the power. It's not just a couple right. ranks. You, you, so. can, you can actually take area in, in multiple ranks, and each one uh, doubles the size. So basically, oh, I see. Yeah. I see. Um, that's that's how they do it on, on third edition. It, it, uh, it used to be based on the the points in the power, but now it's based on the the ranks uh, that you take the the number of times you take the advantage. Um, so in this case, blah blah blah. Where was it? The do player characters morale checks advantages powers. Um, Damage with the area ex extra inflict plus two damage to a force, um, and uh, with each additional area rank increasing this by plus one. So basically, you're going to get a plus two to your okay. to their difficulty to, to roll against this. Well, it would normally be strength eleven, so I guess that would make it normally. It's, so plus ten would be a twenty-one. Mm -hmm. Plus two bonus for the area is twenty-three. Okay. So yeah. They roll a one. 
on yes. the die. <laughs> so let's see. Um, and their willpower is a one plus their size bonus of seven, which makes it an eight. <laughs> but it's versus a thirteen. Um, so they have a 23 difficulty class. Uh, so that would be, they missed it by 22. So they are, uh, let's see, third degrees, they are unaware. They are completely blinded by the, the, the light by of the, justice. By the light of justice. That's right. <laughs> nice. Yeah, they all look up and they're all like cowering and, and, and staggering back and like um, swinging wildly, but unable to, to see. Um, I am. I'm going to call for a morale check on uh, their part now, because okay. you've essentially made them unable to fight, even though they haven't necessarily taken any damage. Right. Um, right. Hey, wait a minute. Did we just do this exactly right? I mean, they're like civilians, right? I mean, they're not even supervillains. No, they're not really supervillains. We, we we may be able to solve this problem in the uh, ideal heroic fashion. <laughs> that would- and- until they make this morale check and beat us senseless. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, uh, let's see here. Um, for a morale check, basically, um, they're going to roll, and they've got uh, standard morale of uh, zero, so they are, they got a two total. Um, so basically, they are... Trying, they're they're in the process of trying to flee right now, um, Sweet. and uh, they are basically, um, and this this falls under the force suffers a serious setback or reversal in the opinion of the game master. Not being yeah. able to see your enemy is a pretty serious setback. <laughs> right. Right. Um, so they are basically all kind of running around in a panic, and um, as they panic, you notice these these torches, yeah, um, seem to wink out and like like flicker away in like puffs of black smoke or, or smoke like shadow. You're not sure which, but it just seems to, they kind of dissolve into nothing into the air. Um, the, the physical body of the torch itself disappears. Yes. yes. Wow. Yeah. Leaving no evidence of them. Behind. Star, Star Challenge, can you, can you perceive some kind of mental connection between the torch bearer himself and the torch he's holding? Um, can I try and read the mind of some random guy? Uh, sure. Pick pick on one of them. You can actually pick him without, because the group is kind of disbanded now, you can actually pick a single target. Okay, I will. It's a D- DC 15 will. Okay. So avoid it. And, um, DC 15, or is that, uh, 15 plus 10? Um, that's a good question. Is it, is it, is 15 the rank of the power? Yeah. No, it's a DC 15. The rank of the power is five. Okay, so, mind, rank, so yeah. Oh, this is this is your mental area communication. Got it. Right. Linked. Got it. Got it. Got it. So, um, all right. Uh, he's he's um, as ignorant as he is. This guy seems to be full of so much hate that you can't really pick out much, except Class. that. Uh, um, they're all pissed off that they can't see and he can't feel the torch in his hand. That's all that's going through his head right now is like, he's like, he's like, this was their chance. You know, this was their opportunity. They were going to kick some butt and make everybody realize just how badass they were. And, um, you know, they, they, they were going to even the odds against those, you know, stinking freaks. And then you guys showed up and like completely stole their thunder. Um, the, the, he's he's not uh, he's not really thinking about. You can't really probe deep enough to figure out what the hell he was. Is holding. there 
is but there such go ahead is there a, a a mental sense still i mean do you have can you perceive mental effects um i don't have any sort of detection powers or anything like okay. that really Okay. All right. Yeah, there, right. there is. He, you can take a power called mental awareness, but yeah. uh, it doesn't seem that uh, Star Child has it. We don't have no. that. Okay. Yes. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yep. Yet. Yes. <laughs> okay. It's yes. something he, he could buy it with experience. Good work, Star Child. We did. It, you. You. You're. Uh, you did great. Woohoo! As you guys are, are basically helping the police round these guys up, um, you see a group of um, uh, SWAT vans and riot vans pulling in, and they're screeching in awful fast. Um, and the cops are like, we got this, we got this. And the SWAT vans, the guys are deploying, and you hear chatter coming over the, uh, over your uh, your police band on the, on the bike. Um and and they're like move move and they're basically saying something that sound they're they're giving you an address that sounds like it's one block away from where you're standing and um there's suddenly a sound of like a rhythmic tramping on the ground like there's there's like a thunderous marching and um you see the uh the SWAT team forming a line not against the people you've just taken yeah. down but against something that's coming from around the corner and it's like this huge clomping tramping sound like giants marching and um as you two guys move to see yeah. what's going on you you see coming around the corner a just an army a, a, a just an army of of um people who look like streetwalkers or you know homeless people um huh. you know people in rags they're gaunt yeah. thin yeah. Uh, emaciated they they they're weak um it's the lost army yeah and but but the power of their footsteps is ridiculously yeah. loud you don't know what's happening um huh. the police uh look terrified and you see one of them you see them start firing off tear gas without even um waiting for an order and you see these tear gas grenades going off and the shadows of the people as they just walk calmly right through the cloud of gas you see these huge shadows that look like they're carrying spears and swords and shields. And as they pass through, the gas flows around them as if their bodies were giants. You know, it creates these huge voids inside the smoke. And, you know, as they proceed forward, you know, one of them is marching. There's like a, a car jutting out in his way, and he just kind of swats with his hand, and the car flips up and flies out of the way. And, it, and and smashes into a wall. All right, wow. this is a bit out of our okay. league. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, well, they're marching right towards the SWAT team. Mm-hmm. Uh, are they marching toward the SWAT team, or are they marching toward us? Uh, yes to both. I'm assuming that you guys well, moved. I'm, just, moved I'm to- just wondering is if we can draw them off. Um, they don't seem to be looking at... Oh, actually, you know what? Roll an insight check. Okay. Let me see here. Insight. My insight isn't awful, but that's only a 12, so probably not good enough. Um, your basic impression from the body language is that they're, they're basically heading in a direction, and they're not, they're not yeah. like, they're not looking 
for a target. They're, they're, it's like the police just happen to be in their way. It's almost, yeah. and as they get closer, you notice that there are no pupils or irises in their eyes. Their eyes are completely white. It's like they they don't really have any decision making. You, you, you kind of you kind of sense when you're when you're when you're you get a little bit of mind reading off of them when you're trying to do your insight check and there's nothing there. It's like they're just kind of automatons. All right. Well, I will try to get the police attention and tell them you know uh, fall back. You, you you can't you can't stop this. Uh, just let them go where they gotta go. And the police are like. <laughs> We can't. There's a thousand of them, and they're heading right for the middle of town. Uh, they said they, they can't fall back? Is that what they like, said? No, we can't let them go where they're going. They're oh, walking oh. right into the middle of town. We've got to stop them. Um, he doesn't look very... Uh, he, he looks pretty dubious about his chances, but um, yeah. if you want to try and convince him to to start falling back here and um, uh, you can roll a perception check because he's yeah. basically, he's basically, you can see in his eyes that he, he figures he's going to die today. All right. Well, let's, let's try a presence roll. I don't have persuasion, uh, okay. but I'll try presence instead. And uh, I, I rolled an eight plus six is 14, but if that's not enough, I can, I've got hero points and I'm willing to spend them. <laughs> I've got hero points and I'm going to spend them. <laughs> Actually, no, he kind of looks at you for a minute and then looks at them and he goes, all right, we'll give you to 34th Street, but we've got to stop this army. Well, just keep the civilians out of the way and uh, focus on damage control and let us worry about them. Okay. Um, I would like to try and... I know it's a long shot, but use the mind reading again on one of this incoming crowd to maybe see if there's something I can trace back. Okay, go ahead. So, um, this would normally be a will save on their part of a 15. I don't know whether you want me to... In this case, you're going to make a will check. Will check, okay. Yeah, or a will resistance check. Okay. So, my will's pretty good. Oops. Yeah, mind linking with the um, army of possessed people might not be the smartest move. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's going to be a twenty. Okay. Um, you you reach out and all you can you you basically find yourself being pulled in like there's nothing but a yawning void where a mind should be, and you pull back and shake yourself clear. Whatever is empowering these things, it's it's like nothing you've ever sensed before it's a uh, um it's it's something empty and huge and hungry and terrible um and but the you do get the impression that this feels less like science and more like magic okay. i just want to say i don't like any of those words <laughs> <laughs> good i picked the right words uh well I'm, I'm not sure I'm anything I've got to stop them. Star I presume that you, you tell me what you what you discovered. Yeah. Yeah, I figure we're in constant mental connection. Yeah, okay, okay. I can okay. I can maintain a switchboard real easily. Okay. So. Well, the only mystics I know, uh, I haven't seen for a while. And uh speaking of Jade Witch, of course. Uh and uh Tempest, and Tempest the uh 
the punchy lightning sun. Um, <laughs> uh, but mostly Jade Witch, because I put more stock in brains than brawn in situations such as this. Um, but do I know? Do I know anything about the library in terms of where they are? Uh, yeah, though the the, the, um, the witch I think has. Um, I believe you've been to the library at least once uh, okay. during this time period. Um, you've, you've met her. You know which building it is. It's in basically right. the uh, the city library. It's there's a right. door around back. I'm going. And I'm 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 gunning the bike and driving there as fast as I can. I assume that uh, uh, Starchild is going to follow him. I think I will. I'll keep Overwatch. Okay. That way, at least I can kind of see further up the street, see if there's more trouble coming. Okay. As you as you take up in the air, you get a little better view than um, uh, of what you're leaving behind. And the cop wasn't exaggerating. There's at least a thousand of these homeless people yeah. marching in 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 like a phalanx formation, um, and they they stretch back to um, you know almost almost to the edge of town. But I mean, they're just. There's just a, 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 excuse me, a literally an army of them. Wow. And um, as as you're running, um, or as you're as you're heading towards the library, uh, you guys are trying to reach uh, Jade Witch um, by your uh, cell phone, I assume. And um, you have cell phone, mental communication, anything I've got. Yep. And unfortunately, she's not answering because they are still inside the book, which is we're, why we're going to change the focus. We are going to move the camera into the library. And when last we left the heroes, they had been just they had just completed the their version of the Time Machine by H.G. Wells, and we're stepping out of the book. And the book flutters open. And um, standing there to meet you is uh, uh, Tailspinner, who is a, um, a tall, handsome black man in his 40s, 50s, um, wearing kind of a, a 1930s-looking uh, clothing. Very, very stylish for his time period. And um, uh, out, of, out of the book, step, time, slip and uh, his friends and um, after a short conversation the uh, uh, tailspinner who's one of the the agents of the library he's one of the top agents basically takes time slip off to the side and talks to him and then uh, turns to Jade Witch and Tempest and says I am your friend here has an artifact that has uh, piqued my interest and I'm going to help him try to find out its, some of its origins. We are going to step away here for a few minutes. I will not be available until we return. And he pulls out a book um, out of his uh, out of his coat pocket and flips it open, and it starts to glow. And he says, um, "Thank you again. You did very well. Um, and uh, good luck in all your future endeavors." At which point the book flips open of its own accord, the pages flutter, and then uh, land on something. 
um, uh, there's a, like a flash of light, and he and Time Slip both vanish. At which point, you guys hear um, a crash outside, which sounds like a car crash. And uh, Jade Witch and Tempest run to the windows, and they see a group of um, the torchbearers running through the streets, um, smashing cars with these torches on their hands or in their hands, and lighting them on, lighting uh, windows and the shops downtown on fire. Um, you see people kind of running and uh, trying to get out of their way. Um, there's about 50 of these guys. What do you do? Well, let's go bust them up. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Open the window and fly out. What else can we do? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, let's let's get some tea and watch. No. <laughs> well, these windows don't open, and for a reason, um, exiting from here would uh, reveal the existence of the library. So you need to kind of oh, go out the front. Good f- point. You need to rush out the front door. Um, which will which will allow you to exit via the uh, the cloaking spell. Okay, that. Um, you guys turn and rush towards the front, and um, you're waiting for the elevator. When um, <laughs> let's see, I believe Jade actually has this, but I want to double check. Um, you have some mystic senses, right? Mm-hmm. Is it an active? No, you're attuned. You actually have. Uh, detect magic, acute, ranged. Go ahead and I mean you're always surrounded by magic, but um, you're uh, you're particularly sensitive to it right now since you kind of just left a combat environment. So go ahead and make a uh, um, a perception check. Okay. And that would be you have a plus eleven on that plus the die roll. So that would be an 18 total. Okay. All right. You hear, you hear, there's like a weird ripple of magic that you hadn't sensed before. And you hear a click behind you and turn to see um, uh, John Bradbury. He's the senior librarian here. Um, He's kind of like the boss for people who haven't, been listening. He's kind of the annoying boss, the cranky boss <laughs> character, kind of like kind of like the librarian's version of the uh, the uh, angry police chief in your your buddy cop movies. <laughs> so by the by the book police chief. Yeah, the, the 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 guy who basically is never happy with what you're doing. Um, but uh, and um, standing at the front of his. Uh, Standing at his doorway, um, checking his watch, which is this nice ornate kind of pocket saw. Every, everybody here tends to either be like really weird fashion sense or have like really dated fashion sense. And his fashion sense does kind of date back to like the 1920s. He's got this really ornate, um, almost steampunkish looking pocket watch that he's looking at. And when he clicks it closed, he he he's um, he looks up at you briefly. And you catch this weird ripple off of the off of the watch, like something it 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 clicks and tweaks something in your perception. It's like it was like he was just casting a spell or something, 
Usually that's nothing to worry about because people in the library use magic all the time, but that was a really potent one, whatever it was. Um, but uh, his assistant doesn't seem to have noticed anything. His assistant is, of course, a young man named David Southerton, the uh, blonde guy who's always following him around and always with like a stack of files in his arms. Um, and uh, the um, head li senior librarian turns to him and he goes, Oh, David, let me get those. And he grabs the files out of his hands and he says, and the young man kind of looks a little surprised and he says, We, we have guests arriving. Go make sure they find my office. And he like jerks his head to the left and David scurries off towards where you're standing near the elevators. And you see... Uh, um, you see Dr. Bradbury disappear into his office and close the door. Hmm. At which point the, the doors open and um, you make a will save. That's uh, awesome. Actually, uh, <laughs> Tempest, Tempest should also make one. Okay. I'm going to spend my hero point. <laughs> okay. That's better. That's a 26. All right. I got a natural 20 on that one. Nice. Okay. Um, you guys uh, step back as the elevator doors open, and um, you see a woman step out. Uh, she is paper white skinned. You've actually bumped into her once before in the alleyway, Jade Witch. Um, she was apparently associated with the group that uh, Tailspinner is. You haven't actually met her formally, but she's got this ornate ch choker collar on her neck and like um, a purple coat. Um, as she steps out, her hair is kind of wispy. Uh, this this pale white flaxen hair. Uh, kind of floats around around her, um, but her eyes are like blood red. You you kind of cringe back from her, but you realize that she's not what's oppressing you. Behind her, in the elevator, there is a massive iron ornately looking uh, ornate looking sarcophagus with like like vents all over it, like breathing, like I, like it lets air in and out, and um, there's these right. huge locking <laughs> mechanisms all over it. And around it are four people in monk's robes that have, like, paper tags taped over their mouths um, with strange, ornate script. Uh, and they, these paper tags kind of dangle in front of them. And uh, they are kind of humming through their noses as they as they walk in, these, these weird, low sounding hums like you can tell they're meditating but they're casting some sort of spell some sort of group spell that the the four monks are networked and what they're doing is basically containing um something inside that that uh, metal chamber and you can just feel it because you're a magic sensitive it's like you can feel like madness like 
threatening to burst out of this bubble. Ooh, see, the woman steps forward, and she just sort of gives you this tired look like, oh, really? And she says, clear the way. We don't have time to waste. At which point, David runs up, and he stops and scampers back as he looks at her, and he goes, whoa, wait, I thought, where, where's Mr. Hassan? And she turns at the young man, and she says, you're dealing with me today. Mr. Hassan is busy. He goes, um, yes, ma'am? And she says, show us to the ritual chamber, now. And she looks at you like, kind of glances you over, and she says, you must be the Jade Witch. I've heard about you. I am. Who are you? Elizabeth Tower. Pray you never have to meet me again. And she turns and um, follows the casket as it's being pushed down the corridor. You can see David is scampering as fast as he can to, quote-unquote, lead the group <laughs> to the ritual room. The last person stepping off the elevator is a woman in a gray suit. Um, you've met her before. She's actually been working with the uh, the senior librarian before. Um, she was auditing, auditing him a little while back. Uh, she steps out and... Uh, says, don't mind Elizabeth, she's been a bit testy ever since she became undead. Well, yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> it seems like it would, yeah. You know, when that happens to me, I just get something to eat, and I'm usually better by, by a few hours. <laughs> <laughs> All right, at which point, um, suddenly, uh, um, uh, Jade Witch's phone starts ringing. Ah, like I don't have enough going on. Hello. <laughs> it basically says emergency, and it's got the lamplighter's number on it. Oh, oh crap! Really? Hello? Well, you hear the lamplighter shouting as he drives his motorcycle, right? <laughs> okay. So if you if you've ever if you've ever ridden a motorcycle with somebody who's trying to talk while they're driving, they have to sort of shout, "We have yeah. a problem." <laughs> Where are you? I'm probably smashing in the front door. Uh, <laughs> you're, you're actually you're actually pulling around the corner and you're looking at the front of the of the city library and you see right. and you see like the street here is full of these um, these torchbearer punks and you're like wait I thought we got rid of these <clears throat> right uh, I'm <clears throat> I'm on the front steps of the library oh yeah yeah you're right there hang up I see you. Um, okay, so, um, the, uh, the woman sort of steps back onto the elevator and, uh, says, I had hoped that, uh, I would be in time to catch, uh, Mr. Hassan, but it seems like he's already left. Um, and she pushes the, uh, the button for the lobby as you step in. She says, I take it your mission to rescue your friend was successful? Is she still talking yeah. to me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, she basically <laughs> lets you guys step onto the elevator and she's writing it down with you so she can have a quick conversation. Okay. Yes, clearly there's a major problem in the city, um, but you may not be familiar with the scope of it. 
Um, the lost army is marching on your capital. The lost army. What can you tell us about the lost army? They are... Um, those, those who are in it have basically surrendered their souls to give themselves unlimited power to achieve their goals. They are a nearly unstoppable force. We can stop them, but the cost will be tremendous. If you know who has the book, and, she, and the door's kind of open, she says, the Lost Army are both the army and the book. The book itself is a contract. If a thousand people sign it, they can be transformed into an unstoppable force empowered by the shades of an ancient uh, summoned force from one of the neither realms. Unfortunately, if they fail to achieve their goal, they forfeit their souls, and the book uses them to empower the next army. The if they achieve their goals, they will be returned to their bodies and they will uh, be safe again. But uh, we believe that you've been dealing with certain individuals in this town that might be interested in a thousand or more souls. So there is a larger game at play. Hmm. You have encountered the Octoberman, yes? Yeah. Yes. I was thinking since you were talking about a book and we just dealt with Bookbinder, you know, mm -hmm. she's probably got the book. <laughs> um, it's possible. It's also possible that something else is going on. You need to find the book because only in the book is the contract that will tell us what the conditions are that will set this army free. We are in the process. We are in the process of casting a ritual that will allow us to unleash Brother Wilhelm. If we are forced to go through with it, uh, there is a good there is a good possibility that we will stop this army, but the cost will be great. Um, the last time we had to do something like this, an entire colony disappeared, and um, this is. Uh, it's it, this goes back to colonial American times. Roanoke. Well, let's not do that then. He's talking about Roanoke. Yeah. Oh. Right. So find the book now. <laughs> yes. Find the book. Find out who has it. Find out what they're after, and maybe you can figure out how to play this game better than those who are currently wrapped up in it. It seems there are two armies loose in your town. This suggests that there are two opposing forces. And if I know, and if I know Spring Hill Jack, he's manipulating both of them. But he probably doesn't have the book, because it would be all too easy for him to end this quickly if he did. Mm. She she says. I can probably it's like we can we can we can promise you until about midnight. It will take us that long to commit the ritual. But until, you know, you have until midnight, but after that, I cannot guarantee, you know, what will happen afterwards. We have to stop this army before they accomplish their goals, whatever it is. 
and you must stop them from reaching the center of town. And she steps back into the elevator as you as you're walking off, and the the door clatters shut behind her, and she says, "I will be in the ritual room, um, assisting. If you need me, um, knock three times before entering." And the elevator closes in front of her, and she goes up. Hmm. Okay. Just great. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's go do the impossible. Cause yeah, here we, we get do. here we go. Yeah, yeah that's uh, that's the job description. Okay, you guys. Okay. Um, you guys started Ooh. with one hero point each. Now you've got, and I'm giving you an each an additional hero point for the uh, for the crisis. Um, let's see. All right, so um, you guys managed to step out back and run into. Um, not literally, but you encounter the lamplighter and Starchild as um, as the uh, the group of um, the the group of scattered uh, um, torchbearers have kind of clumped up together in the middle of the street as a group of police are pulling up and and are yelling at them to drop their weapons. That's good. So, what do you guys do? Uh, well, we'll briefly, you know, we'll exchange information. I'll try and fill them in on what we know and see what they know. I'll do a mental info dump. I think that's going to be easier, probably. There you go. Look in the comics. If this is Chris Claremont, it would work. Yes. Yep. <laughs> yes. I hit the right, so I'm, can, a big, I'm a big fan of Chris Claremont, so I say it's a go. So if we can <laughs> find the book, we can figure out what they're after. And if we can figure out what they're after, we can find a way to maybe somehow get it to them in a way that will return these homeless people to normal without forcing them to lose their souls. Right? Yes, there's there's a contract of some sort in this book, yeah. apparently. And if we yeah. can find it and fulfill the contract, we can make this much better than it is right now. Okay, so how do we find it? Um, you, you have some kind of mystic senses, right? Some kind of mojo. I do, but it's not that focused. I, all I could really do is open myself up and hope for the best. And no, that's with all no the good. magic that's flying around here right now, I don't think that's a good plan. No, no, I agree, because that thing almost took over um, Star Child when he tried to read its mind. But oh. is there, maybe there's some way that we could, you know, through extra effort... I'm trying to maybe we could join maybe we could join our powers somehow. I use (laughs) I use my my will to bolster. Okay. Um you guys you guys are 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 powwowing and you hear gunshots and you turn and you see um uh the the police are are shooting and and retreating from the uh from the torchbearers as they are like throwing fireballs at the uh at the police department. I'm sorry. I thought you said that they were confused and they were surrendering. All right. No, I, they were I, gathering together and are you know and grouping into one cluster to back each other up. They're now they're now collecting into a force. I, I misunderstood what's going on. I thought yeah. they. Were. Uh, I I'd like to let the smart people do smart people stuff, and I will go beat up the the, the thugs. Cause... <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. All right. Um, uh, you are jumping into the fray. Is anybody else yeah. uh, following him? Well, we should help him out. Yeah, we should help him out. The faster we take care of this, the, then we can get on to what we need to do. Okay. What? It's only 30 guys. I got this. 
50. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm not even sure if my mental powers will work on these guys. Oh, these are just the these are just the torchbearers, dude. The oh, okay. Same, same guys you you guys oh, okay. took out. The Those first guys time. I can deal with, so I can fly up and help with that. I don't know. Okay. You want um, us to roll initiative, James? Let's have let's have you all roll initiative. Yes. Yeah. Oh, better. Oh, that's really bad. <laughs> we all had one. Well, I did get a decent roll for perception a minute ago, so I guess I have to expect the five after that. All right, so we'll start with Lamplighter. What's your initiative? Seven, 17 here, sir. 17. All right, Jade, which? I am searching for it. What'd you roll on the dice? Uh, or five. <laughs> Woo! Five. Okay, your initiative it's is a, plus it's one. It's only so up it's like a, a plus one. It's tiny. Yeah, yep, so. so six. All right, Starchild. Um, that would be a 21. 21. All right. Uh, Tempest? 19. 19. And the Torchbearers get uh, 6 on the die plus their... That's not them. Let me click the right thing. Uh, it's a plus 1, so they get a 7 total. So the Torchbearers beat my initiative. By 1. Good lord. I'm going to go home and go to bed. <laughs> hey, it's a 20-sided die. It's a big spread. It's a... Uh, uh. I'm still going to complain, okay? <laughs> All right. God-given right. Starchild, what are you doing this round? Okay, moving at the speed of thought, I take to the sky and... <laughs> Based on my previous encounter with these guys, I'm going to go ahead and spend a hero point to stunt my um, affliction, mental paralysis into an area effect to get a bonus to the uh, okay to the uh, DC. All right. So basically, that's going to act as an alternate effect. So that would be um, your mental paralysis is normally an affliction eight. Let me double check here. Um, let's see. Uh, so adding increased area would basically cut down your your effect value unless you also added a, a an equal flaw. So, do you want to add distracting to that? Yeah, sure. Okay, so that'll so basically keep you at the same at the same uh, value, which will be mm -hmm. an eight, but you'll get a plus two bonus because of the area effect. Um, and yeah. so that will be an Affliction 10, and they'll be rolling against that. And their bonus is smaller because it's a smaller group. So they only get a 12, so you've basically beaten them by 8. So they take 2 degrees of your... Okay, uh, so they are, par they are stunned again. They are stunned again, yep. All right. Actually, what's your sound effect since... Um, I don't know. Um, good. I, that's a good question because I don't know if I have a sound effect since it's all all mental. mental. Now, my eyes, my ha eyes have gone black, and the swirling galaxies have replaced the uh, <laughs> the irises. Um, all right. Waves of spiky energy out of my head. There the you go. Comics yeah. viewer can see. Okay. The comics reader is impressed by the artist's creativity, <laughs> and. Um, <laughs> 
I remember whenever I'd read, you know, read comics back in the 80s, it was always like some new super, some new telepath would come along and they'd have a completely different visual uh, cue for how their powers work. And I always looked for the ones that looked cool and I'd be like, that's a cooler telepath than the other ones. <laughs> because it looks neat when they use their powers, despite the fact that nobody can actually see this stuff. All right. Um, which, you know, I always kind of liked... Uh, the, the new mutants girl whose name escapes me at the moment, but uh, Karma, the, yeah, Karma, because it was like these big wedges coming out of her eyes. Just seemed I was a lot just more thinking bold. about that. Yeah, yeah. Back when we played Champions, we used to say that that was a visual a power power effect, a perfect example of it. Yep, and that was a mental power. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so um, the torchbearers are stunned, and um, that was basically your move, and I mean that was your action. Uh, did you want to do anything special with your move? No, I was just flying up over them okay. to take take the high ground. All right, Tempest, your turn. Okay. Uh, well, you said they were clumped up nicely. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are so. Face. I am gonna uh, jump into the middle of them mm-hmm. and do my ground strike. Okay. Which is a uh, burst area damage eleven. Uh, nice. A 30-foot radius. Okay. So that will get a damage value of 13 against them. And I'm going to roll... They actually have a pretty good toughness because of their size. But let's see. They are at... Um, actually, they have to roll... Nah, you know what? I don't think they can dodge. It's too big of an area. I'm just going to roll the toughness check. Uh, they're at a plus 5 total. So 13 plus 15 is 28. Is it is it a is it damage effect? Yes. Yeah, it's so, damage effect. Yep. So um, a three on the die <laughs> uh, means they rolled an eight um, against a 28. That means they missed it by 20, and you basically KO'd all of them. See, I told you I got this. <laughs> and you know, like, you there's right. this huge shockwave that goes through the ground, and like pieces of marble and, and concrete go flying up into the air. And and when everything settles down, all of the torchbearers are unconscious on the ground, and you're standing in the middle of this crater. Um, <laughs> and um, all of their torches seem to flicker out and like vanish on wisps of the wind. Um, at which point. Uh, Jade Witch, I'm rolling a perception check for you. Um, mm-hmm. You notice that the uh, the because you're close enough to feel it when it passes away, um, the the spell that was empowering them with these torch torches, um, uh, it was basically um, imbuing them with the control of Hellfire. So this is some sort Ooh. of inf- infernal magic. Well, that's just Ooh, that's. That's that's icky. That's bad news, guys. <laughs> Alright, so we got Hellfire on one side, and we got some kind of crafty and ancient horror on the other. So what we need to do is figure out how to let y- y- you and them fight, and we pick up the pieces. Or that's probably actually Jack's plan, right? Could be. Probably, and we don't want the homeless guys to get crisp yeah, by hellfire. Exactly. Alright, so, let's get back to solving our problem. we got to figure out where these, where the book is, and we've got to somehow try and sense that. So, we're going to try and use Star Child and Jade Witch to combine their 
mental psychic energies and see if you guys can figure out where we need to go. <laughs> no? <laughs> Actually, the, the, the player was taking notes over here. Yeah, I'm just kind of an instinctive psychic. I'm not sure how this will work formally. Um, okay. But, um, seems to me that the first place to look for a book would be a library. Well, if it was that well, easy... We were just there, and it's not there. Oh, okay. Did you look? Yeah. Well, they said it wasn't. I suppose we... We're going to look now, okay? (laughs) Actually, um, you actually haven't had a chance to talk to um, anybody about the the book, because this is the first time any of the library agents have heard the term The Lost Army, so... Um, it wouldn't hurt to get some background on it if you wanted to do a quick research on it. You might Can be able I, to find some information that would help you find where it is. That's one option. It, if the Lamplighter hasn't already done this, I want to make sure and tell Jade Witch and Tempest here about and, and Starshog about the the murder scene that I found with the Lost Army written uh, in the bottom yes. of it. Yeah, we we need that. We need yeah. to know all that. So to fill in the audience, because I don't think we've uh, actually reiterated this on the air, um, the lamplighter stops and goes, "The Lost Army. It just clicked a couple months ago. I investigated a murder scene. I didn't know what it was, and uh, he's talking about some sort of safe house that he found, and um, he found a couple of people dead, and." Um, there was a marking on the wall that said, "You know, beware the lost army in blood." One of the one of the murder victims had apparently scrawled it on the wall with their with their dying breath. Um, so, do I still have those cards? Uh, yes. Okay, so I can give them the library cards. Yep. He hands you over this. I found this clue, but I haven't been able to figure out where it's from. And he hands you a library card. It's one of it's one of the cards that a library agent would get when they sign in. Is it yeah, anyone I know? Um, it's got the name of the library agent on it, and the uh, the time of death is printed as the expiration date of the card. I just so, look at mine real quick, make sure there's not an expiration date there. Cause that's uh, nope, the expiration date only appears when you pass away. Okay, so <laughs> these, the guy who had this card knew something about the book. Does he have a file with you guys, or can you figure out what project he was working on, or all, all yeah. the yeah, all the agents would be on file somewhere? And Is, this or, wouldn't or happen you, to be someone that I know, would it? I mean, would this be someone that I've met at least casually? Let's see, uh, no, the name is um, uh, Christopher Raymond, and. Uh, You've actually never met them, but uh, there are a lot of agents and networks of agents throughout the world, so he could have been an out-of-towner. Um, okay. But uh, if he was in one of the library safe houses, he would have to have checked in at some point because there mm-hmm. are, there are um, protective wards in all these places that you need special code words to get past. So he well. would have had to register his... his arrival here in town with somebody in charge. Well, that would seem to be the 
place to start. Let's follow that lead. Can we? Can I? Can you lead us in? Can we go? Are we allowed in? Yep. As long as they're with you. Yeah, I can bring you in. Hey, I'm thinking that I'm not really good with all this book learning stuff. That maybe I should go thump some more of these torchbearer guys, and you guys just call me on the mind link when. Uh... No, you shouldn't go anywhere by yourself. Not with that army running around. <laughs> What? It's just one army. <laughs> the dog. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah. My my wife and son just got back. <laughs> well, uh You wanna break into to, you wanna break into two teams? I mean I we we can uh does anybody here have like investigation besides me? Let me see. Mm-hmm. Well, yes. I, mean, I do. I do. I do I not. Because the, the lamp, the lamplighter could go with Jade Witch, and then and then mm-hmm. uh, Starchild and and Tempest, who both have pretty good movement powers and can okay. get around the city pretty well. All right. I didn't want to. I didn't want to volunteer Starchild, but if you're okay, since the GM did yeah, it for absolutely. me. Okay. Right. <laughs> it's not a GM did it for me. See what's going on elsewhere in the city. All right. All right. I'll stick with Jade. Okay. Awesome. All right. All right. So we're going to follow. Let me see here. I'll roll randomly, and I will suggest that we are going to follow Starchild and Tempest first. You guys um, launch off in the direction of um, some more sirens, and as you kind of both get a, an aerial view of the city, um, go ahead and roll perception checks for me. Okay. Ooh, it's only a fourteen. I got an eleven. Okay, um, that's fine from either of you. Um, basically, you you guys get to towards the middle of town, and you look up, and you see the the lost army is still marching towards um, the big kind of empty well not empty but the big kind of roundabout that's in the center of of uh, the downtown near where the Office buildings are, and all the uh, all the 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 uh, brain's not working. Like city hall, the city library, all of these kind of buildings are in this one section of town. And there's this big roundabout that's kind of busy with traffic. And in the middle of it, there's this kind of grassy, empty area. But um, you know, this there's this kind of central hub to uh, Beacon City's um, uh, legal. And and uh, financial district, and then you kind of look east from there, and you see the um, the lost army kind of marching in the distance. They're they're about uh, two miles out, um, but between you and there, you see um, smoke plumes starting to pop up throughout the city as uh, more and more of these. Um, uh, terrorists, uh, these these hellfire terrorists are popping up everywhere. The torchbearers and setting fire to everything in sight. Hmm. Um, right now, you see um, police kind of trying to draw, you know, cordon off the streets in front of the lost army to kind of clear a path for them because they don't know what else to do. But. Right. In several places, 
the police are actually having to fight with the torchbearers who seem to be winding up right in front of the path of the oncoming army. Hmm. Okay. Well, fighting like torchbearers is always fun. Yeah, at least we know that they're... <coughs> I, I feel like at least we can, I can have an effect on them. I'm not sure about this lost army. I really don't think that my powers are going to work on them well. And the torchbearers, we know, are up to no good. Yeah. Right. Well, I'm figuring the lost army isn't up to much good either. But True. Uh, they the seem to be more victims, making... though. Yeah, if the cops are making it easy for them, my idea of slowing them down somehow uh, might be just counterproductive. So, uh, when in doubt, hit a torchbearer. <laughs> All right. Beating up bigots seems to fall into my basic um, game right. plan, generally. So You guys get an additional hero point and leap into action. Okay. Um, okay. yeah, I guess, Tempest, I, I think I see what you were thinking. I mean, you could always try and tear up the street or or put big barricades in the way, and maybe we could slow them down a little bit. Is that what you're thinking? He is a demigod. Well, I was thinking that. Yeah, he is a demigod, after all. I mean, fighting armies is kind of what he does. Yeah. And I'm really good at property damage. <laughs> I, think, I think ultimately our real time limit is the midnight countdown. At which point the library unleashes he who shall not be named. Right? Yeah. Billy. So it doesn't really matter how slow we get the army to go if we can't solve the problem by midnight. Right. True. All right. Beat up Torch Bears. All right. (laughs) I'll have you guys. um, You guys are leaping into action, and we're going to cut to the interior of the library. Um, Lamplighter and um, uh, Jade Witch get off the elevator into the uh, inner sanctum of the library, the Great Hall, and um, you see uh, David kind of off in a corner, like trying to be invisible, reading a book, um, looking kind of pale and and nervous. Um, you know, he, he he looks he looks pretty shaken after his encounter with the. Uh, with the with the monks, um, but okay. uh, what are you guys? Is, are you guys going to try and hit the research, hit the books yourselves? Is that where you're going first, or are you guys going to some kind of some kind of personnel or employee records area? Exactly, that's what I'm hunting to. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm going where Jade's going. She knows the place. I'm I'm just a guest here. Right. Um, go ahead and make an, a quick investigations roll. Sixteen. Okay, you you duck into the um, uh, invest. You, you actually on your way in, you kind of stopped off at the front, um, where where guests have to sign in, and mm-hmm. um, flip back a couple months to where this person's name should appear, and you don't see it, which means that if you didn't show up here specifically he would have had to check in with either the senior librarian or one of his direct uh um assistants and that would you know be someone like you or like david so um you have the choice of either going straight to the top and talking to the senior librarian or trying to interrogate david 
I'm thinking the senior librarian has has his own things to do right now. <laughs> I'll, I'll bother David. <laughs> All right. Who is who is your senior librarian anyway? Uh, Bradbury, the guy who's upstairs getting ready to release the hounds or whatever, oh. getting ready to do the ritual if he has to. Alright. Actually, um, he was ducking into his office. The uh, The ritual is taking place in one of the ritual rooms. Oh, my bad. Okay, I thought he was... I thought he was with that... with them already. Well, you didn't see... you didn't see them connect. He might be with them. You don't know. Well, I'm still gonna hassle David first, because okay. if, if he can tell us, then I don't have to bother the boss at all. Okay. Um... All right, you walk up to David, and he kind of scowls at you, and he goes, What do you want? I want to know if you know who this Christopher Raymond person is, and I'll show him the ID. Uh, he, he looks at it, and he has never heard of him, buries his face back in the book, make an insight check. Can I assist her on this? Yeah, you can both make insight checks. Okay, and then, 9 uh, and 13 is 22. I just got a 15, but I'm just trying to assist her. Yeah, so she gets a bonus to her uh, insight check. Um, yeah, he's, I have, not, he's lying. I have, yeah, I have improved teamwork, too, so I had more than two. I think I had five of that. Yeah. Yeah, you are. Oh, yeah. Yep. So you got like a 27 there. Um, so, yeah, he's lying. He's He knows exactly who that person is. Dave. David, please. I don't have time for this. The city doesn't have time for this. Oh, I grab him by the collar and smash him up against the wall. Oh, jeez. <laughs> ah! He drops his book, and he goes, what are you doing? I, you I can't grow. do this to me. I'm an agent of the library. I growl, uh, you're going to be a six-foot corpse unless you tell this lady what she wants to know. All right, roll, a, roll an intimidation check. Okay. Um... I'll add my presence right, so 15. 15? Okay. Um, I'm going to give you a circumstance bonus because he's already rattled by today. Sure. And because... Um, uh, I'm really just trying you to... Guys, you, guys, you guys have clearly seen through his clever disguise. <laughs> um, so uh, basically I'm going to roll a quick resistance check sure. for him. And no. He's, he's, he, he's like, all right, all right. Look... He's like, uh, I just passed messages back and forth between him and the boss. He was supposed to be undercover. He's he didn't come into the he didn't register here. He went directly to to the boss. I just I I told you know I I gave the messages directly to Bradbury. Nobody else is supposed to know. All right, I let him okay. go and look at Jade, and I presume that we're going upstairs. But I'm saying, yeah, we are. Right. Thank you, David. Sorry about that. He sort of like slumps to the ground, books falling on his head as you guys walk away. <laughs> doom, doom, doom. He's like, Look, you don't dress like this and be the good cop, okay? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go. All right, you guys, um, you guys head up uh, one set of stairs and uh, quickly walk over to the the office. Um, you can hear like a chanting and thrumming from down the hall from where the uh, um, uh, from where the ritual room is, but uh, there's a light on in uh, Bradbury's office. Okay, knock on his door. Doop, doop, doop. There's no answer. Open it. 
can't believe I'm opening the boss's door. It's locked. <laughs> the crap. Can I sense if he's in there? Uh, with the attuned senses, or does he have to actually be doing he something magical? Every employee to know if the boss is in his office. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I'll let you make an insight check. Okay. That is a twenty-six. Okay. Uh, something's wrong. He never locks himself in his office. Okay, the door needs to come down. I kick it. Good man. All right. What's, <laughs> your, what for? what's your strength? Uh, my a mighty three. Mighty three. Okay. I'm gonna roll for the door here. All right. You kick it, and the surprisingly sturdy oak door. Um, you hear a crack, but that's about it. Oh fuck it! I blast it. <laughs> what am I doing? Shavoom. <laughs> Actually, no, I'm sorry. Frizzap, was that it? Yeah, Frizark. 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 Frizark, yeah. All right, what's the damage value of your, your lamp again? 11. 11? Okay. That blows that the thing off its hinges. Off. There's a huge thwomp as um, the, 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 the door explodes inwards, um, thanks to your light, and then it triggers some sort of Spell. Um, oh, I should have thought of that, huh? Oops. <laughs> um, That's why I let you open it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Let you... <laughs> All right. Uh, both of you guys make uh, dodge checks. Sure. That is a twenty-five. Twenty-nine. Twenty-nine. Both of you guys made it, so you guys take half effect. I want you to both make willpower. Uh, will resistance checks. Sure. I rolled a 7 and I'm plus 12, so that should be 19. Yep. Okay. And 15 and 14, so 29. Okay. Um, Alright. Jade, Jade Witch takes no effect. Actually, both of you take no effect because you're at half. The, the, the yeah. effect was halved because you both yep. made your, your dodge check. You dive out of the way as this bluish light explodes out of the room and it and it and everything it touches like looks like it frosts over and then you realize it's actually turned to stone. Ooh. And uh you know, so you, you can hear this weird crackling as the wooden floors and some of the metal work and the iron the iron cast iron uh, uh railings and such turn into to gray stone. Gray stone. You can you can admire the security system later. Let's get in there. I, I, this is not admiration. <laughs> oh, I heard the ooh. I thought you were. Uh, this is an were. this is an ooh of holy crap. He's using lethal force within oh. the secured building. Oh, I see. Um, yeah, That's, that is not very carefully operating. enter the office. Okay. Um, the effect seems to have come from. Uh, a radius around the door, so it extends into the office somewhat. Um, it's like it leaves voids when there's a piece of furniture or something in the way, so it looks like it was almost like a bouncing bedding where the effect appears in midair and then explodes <laughs> outwards. Sure. Right. Um, so there's like there's like a stone waste basket, and um, then there's like a circle on the or a, you know a silhouette of the waste basket on the wall that isn't turned to stone. Gotcha. And. Uh, you don't see the uh, the senior librarian in the room. All right, I I um light up the room with my nullify illusions power. 
I okay. want to break any concealment, any invisibility, anything okay. that's concealing anything inside the room. And I believe with Nullify, you're rolling a roll versus a roll. Um, let me double check that. Beats the hell out of me. I th- let's see. Not really quick. It's probably a power check. You're probably right. I believe it's a power check, but let me double check it. Um, I can't remember if it's a power check or if it's just a resistance check. Uh, yeah, it's an opposed check of your nullify versus the effects rank. So I'm going to roll for the effect. Okay. Roll for the nullify. Uh, well, I rolled lousy, so I only got a 4. So I my 4 plus 11 is 15. All right. Did you want to throw a hero point at that? Yeah, you... I think I really ought to. Uh, so I'll re-roll, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this time I got a 13 plus 11 is 24. Okay. You have banished an illusion. You're, you're sweeping your lamp across the room just yeah. as you hear a door down the hall open up and you hear footsteps rapidly approaching. Um, you're sweeping this beam across the room and Jade Witch is standing next to you just as Tower and and um, the woman in the gray suit enter the room. You hear Tower hissing, What the bloody hell are you doing in here? And, I need to talk to Bradbury. Where is he at? And the light falls on a door that wasn't there okay. before you shone the light on it. Right. And, Through there. Um. Oh. Hold it. Um, the woman in grace. I'm sorry. Go ahead. The woman in grace says, stops you, and she says, "Hold it," and and looks at you. She says, "There's not supposed to be any portals in the inner sanctum." Well, I'm pretty confident you're not supposed to booby trap your front door with a lithification spell inside the inner sanctum, too. So. Um, so can we like just step past that and and get to finding Bradbury before, you know, the whole city collapses around us? She I think looks he knows you. where the book is. She stops and she says, "This is your investigation." She kind of eyeballs um, the two of you and turns to Jade Witch, um, and uh, make an insight check. Uh, oh, that's abysmal. Uh, hero point. Um, if you want to, well, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna press. It's, I don't know how vital it is. It, it, I only got like a 15. It's pretty um, bad. Well, 15 is actually above average. I mean, anything over a 10 is really above average. So you have really oh, okay. you have really high insight skills. So your baseline is pretty good. Okay. Um, but uh, you get the feeling. That she's kind of gauging gauging you, um, like maybe she's testing you. And she kind of steps back and crosses her arms very well. And Tower just kind of hisses and she's, "What are you talking about? This?" And she looks like she's about to cut into you. And and the other woman just holds up her hand, and then she says, "If you need us, we we'll need be in the other me. room." <laughs> okay. Thank you. Thank you. Let's see. We're going to cut back to uh, Starchild and Tempest diving into the fray. Um, <laughs> are you guys Are you guys going to pick on the same group of bad guys, or are you going to try and split up and cover more ground? Um, we can do think, more damage that way. <laughs> I think we're working fairly well in in unison. 
Yeah, let's stick together in case Lamplighter was right that uh, something bad might happen if we split up. I hit him high, you hit him low. I'm just going off my old D&D never split the party, but of course that's exactly what we did, so, you know. Hey, worked for Gardner Fox for years. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, right. (laughs) Steve Kenson has a whole whole essay on how never to do this. (laughs) If you're listening, Steve, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You guys are... Well, the the wonderful thing is you're never really 100% split up because you have the telepathy gimmick. So, um, the, uh, you guys charge in and are basically trying to take out a, uh, a group of, of these guys. And I will say this is another, um, let me go up the step from, uh, there you go. Size here. Size category. This is another, um, Hundred or so of these uh, torchbearers, and um, they are currently like like fifty of them are trying to to are, are like rocking a uh, um, a police van, an armored van, trying to tip it over, and other guys are like you know lighting nearby windows on fire, and others are like kind of throwing fireballs to keep a group of police officers pinned behind a. Uh, um, uh, an old Pontiac that they're hiding behind. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's not going to stand. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to tell them that, you know, if they keep doing that, they're going to go blind. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You get a hero point for the joke. Thank you. <laughs> I'm assuming you say that in character. <laughs> oh, yes, definitely, right before I try and inflict blindness on them. So. All right, so let's uh, have you... You don't need to roll. They need to roll a... Uh, this is an area effect, so they are going to roll their resistance well, check, right? Right. Well, it's not area effect. Oh, no, that's right, so, but we're, we're treating it... Um, we're we're treating right. it against the whole group because we're using the... Uh, yeah. The so, combat rules. So they so, are getting their resistance, their full resistance on it then. Yeah, and it should be DC 18. So. Okay. Uh, DC 18, and they've got a, uh, a 14 total, so they miss it by four, they miss it by one degree. Okay. Let's see here. So blindness, one degree. They are impaired. Okay. Now I'm going to have you guys roll initiative. (laughs) Okay. Okay. All right. Tempest? 24. All right. And Starchild? Six. Okay. All right, so you got your free action on them before they knew what was happening and, and, and hit them with a, a psychic blindness, and they kind of all, like, raised up their their torches and, and they kind of flickered with blue-black flame, seemed to resist your uh, uh, a good chunk of your telepathic assault. Um, Tempest, uh, you get to go next. All right, well, I'm going to... It worked so well the first time. I'm going to do the 
jump into the middle of them and punch the ground real hard plan. Okay. <laughs> they, let's see, this is, um, you get a plus two for your area effect, so your damage is a 13. Okay. Is that right? Am I remembering that right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So they roll their toughness, and this time they rolled an 18 on the die. So that's a 25, and you have 18 plus, or wait, no, 13 plus 15 is a 28, so, um, so they missed it by three. So they okay. are basically knocked around, but they get a minus one to their, uh, to their toughness checks. No, nope, it all adds up. Yep. Okay. And the torchbearers get to go next. Um, so they're all kind of tossed around and, <laughs> um, you know, but uh, manage to stop. And then they all start, they're, they're going, it's the freaks, toast them. And they all start lobbing. They basically whip their arms forward, kind of like a high ally player, and the balls of fire flip off of the torches and expand as they rocket towards you. Um, okay. Let's see, I'm going to pick on yep. Tempest. Okay, if That's this fine. is affected... if this is affected by their vision in any way. They're at a minus two. Yep, they're at a minus two to hit, so they're going to roll. Uh, they're going to roll their attack. What's your defense? Uh, what's your what's your dodge? My dodge is eight. Your dodge is an eight, so they have to hit an eighteen, and they hit a twenty-three. That so they would hit. hit. All right, so. Um, you are currently rolling against a damage value of 13, uh, so that's 28. Um, roll your uh, roll your toughness check. Sure, I did. I got a 25, so I guess I take that uh, bruise. Yep, you take a minus one. Hey, you got hit by 150 guys. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> and uh, I'll let you describe that uh, that scene. Okay, well they're lobbing fireball after fireball at him, and uh, he's jumping and dodging, and some of them are just bouncing off, but uh, a couple of them hit him in the same spot at the same time and kind of knock him back some. And and uh, his uh, his uh, lightning bolt T-shirt is kind of smoldering now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and now it is Starchild's turn. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to shift effort and go into mental blast mode. So I'm going to hit them with a DC 21 uh, resisted by will damage. Okay. So this is a mental blast, and um, right. Let's see. Yep. Oh, right. That's a damage. Six plus the 15. That's why it was a 21. Yeah. I think I calculated yeah. it wrong the first time. Okay. Um, so they roll a 19 on the die plus their group bonus. They actually don't take damage this time. This group is getting lucky. <laughs> yeah. They are... Um, you can feel the hate pouring off of them. Like, these guys are getting even stronger or, or their the, the fire of their torches is getting even stronger uh, as they're facing you. Um, each of you guys gets a gets a hero point here. Okay. And um, they're actually going to take another action this round. Um, uh, so that'll be uh, an attack on Starchild. They can't move, but they'll take another attack. 
And so, Starchild, what's your dodge? That's that was that was. I'm giving you a hero point because they're attacking twice. Okay. Um, um, let's see. My dodge is a twelve, so you need to hit a twenty-two. Okay, and they da 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 da. Um, do not. They hit a sixteen, so they miss you. Um, they're all throwing fireballs into the air at uh, Starchild, and you manage to evade them. You can describe that. Um, yeah, the the fireballs fill the air, and I swoop in and around them, <laughs> having gained some confidence in my flight. Okay. Um, cool, cool. Looking all spiffy in your new superhero costume. Yep. <laughs> uh, all right, so we're going to cut back to the, um, the office, and uh, um, that would be... Uh, uh, you guys are approaching the uh, the doorway you've discovered. Well, I don't know if we want to go through this door without the others, because when we're going through, we may not be able to get back easy. Um, yeah, I'm feeling a little nervous about this door too. I'm I'm not gonna touch it unless I've you know checked it out with the the magical sensing and mm. doing everything that I can do to make sure that it's not gonna kill us, since right. the last one certainly tried. I'm going to this time because you know it's a magical artifact. I'm basically going to let you roll your expertise magic on it instead of your perception, and um, okay. basically try to divine uh, what kind of spells it might have on it if it's got anything left. Okay, awesome. That is a twenty-one. Twenty-one. Okay. Um, you examine the uh, the portal, and aside from yeah. Aside, aside from the um, the cloaking spell that was supposed to hide it, um, you can't find any more traps or dangers on it. But as you investigate the portal itself, you basically open it, and it's just a brick wall behind it. It's just one of these. Um, uh, it, it's it's like a prop door almost. But <laughs> as as you examine it, you realize what it is. This is like a focusing thing. It's it's um, someone can cast a spell or a teleport spell using the door. And it can, and it basically can help them power their spell high enough to slip past the the anti teleport wards that are in the uh, in the library that would keep people from normally being able to do this. Um, so somebody planted the door and then used it as a way in. Uh, it's a back door. It's 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 a way out. Oh, it's a way out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you couldn't use it to teleport in. You'd actually have to be at the door to use its ability. This so is, this is with, can you go where he went? Yeah, that's yeah, that was my next question. Uh, if Not with if that. I can if I can tell what it does, can I tell where it sends you to or does it even work no, like it, that? No, it doesn't work like that. It's basically just a magnifying lens. It it it, it is it enhances your own teleport spells. So um uh, there's not so. really Yeah, and um not knowing when it was used, you're not sure. Uh, how long ago, um, you know, arriving where they were might not really, you know, they they could have just used it as a uh, a point to bounce from. So it, it's basically the the essential important fact about it is that. Uh, well, I'll let you both roll in investigation checks here. Sure. Can I just assist her? If you want to. Yeah. That's why I have teamwork. Yep. Uh, well, I uh, um, 
Well, I only got a 16, so I hope you well, assisted me any lots. I got a 15, which is enough to assist you, so I yep. have five. Your okay. Role. So you got a 21 now. Right. Um, essentially, the, uh, the, the purpose of something like this, um, the best you guys can determine, would be so that somebody in this office could leave without anyone knowing they'd left the building. Yeah, um, yeah. And, um, you know, if they have another one on the outside, then they could yep. teleport back here without anyone finding out where they were. The only place where you could keep something like this is someplace that more than likely belonged to you. So there's a better than even chance oh, sure. that this would kind of link to, you know, someplace that... Uh, like his yeah, house. Like his house, yeah. All right. All right. Uh, let's, let's head that way, then. Yeah, I'm, I'm tempted to take two minutes to search the office, but... Uh, but we probably, you know, if we can find him, that'll that'll get us the information that we need. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I have a feeling if he went to the trouble to put this level yeah. of escape route in here, well, whatever he wanted to get out of the office, do he's you, taken. Do you know where his, Do you know where his house is? I can uh, find out. Yeah, it's it's just a matter of it's a matter of public record. You can kind of look up his address. It should be on any one of his. Uh, um, you know, you could just rifle through his desk and you find his home address. Well, yeah, if we get a business card, then I can Google Maps it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, right. actually, you know, his business card would say the library. It'd have the library address, but you can find his home address and his desk. So, yeah. Okay. Um, How much? Uh, all right. Then I will uh, um, I will grab uh, – I should, should not use the word grab. I will uh, diplomatically uh, put a hand on Jade Witch's shoulder and we will teleport there. Very diplomatic. Very good. Very diplomatically, yes. Okay. Um, are you going to run outside or are you going to try and use the door yourselves? Um, well, actually, you don't know magic, so you'd need to run outside to evade the anti-teleport wards. So you guys can, like... Oh, so if I try to... See, I don't know about them. So I, right. I try to teleport and it doesn't work? Um, it Basically, yeah, you're kind of bounced back into... Well, no, you would know about them because you just investigated the door and she essentially explained to you okay. why it would be why, here. Okay, okay, so, okay. Yeah. So you guys head outside and... Yeah, um, we'll have to go outside then. Uh, okay. Portal across town. Actually, um, where you're headed and James is running to his uh, Beacon City campaign gallery on the uh, on the old Vigilance Press website so he can look over because he forgets. Um, he actually lives in Spanish Moss, which is one of the nicer sections of town, uh-huh. um, up towards the mountains. So they, the houses are a lot more spread out and... Uh, um, you know, it's it's quite a bit of ways from the center of, of the action. Uh, it takes you a few, you know, minutes to, to nope. jump there. No, it does not. I oh, teleport wait. a thousand miles in one jump. Oh, that's jump. right. That's right. I forgot. I forgot. You have like a really extended teleport. Yeah, um, that's all. That's all it's good for. Yeah. yeah. So you, <laughs> you you get to jump all the way across town and arrive at his house and find it on fire. Um, <laughs> the other ooh. the other players when 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 uh, Lamplighter teleports, he converts his body and. Jade witches to a beam of light which shoots across the sky. Yeah. So the other, and it's very distinctive. So um, the other players might see the the white beam of light shoot, and they would know that that's lamplighter going someplace. Uh, yeah, one of them might. Let's see. That would probably be uh, Starchild. You're high enough up in the air. You, yeah. you You see a flash of light in the um in the sky as it starts dimming towards evening and you see it you know arcing up north and west of the city 
okay. So I can send. I can. We, you know, given the range of my um, mental communication, it's like across a state. So Wait, I can so easily yeah. say, I can easily say, going somewhere. Uh, yeah, we tracked. We tracked the chief librarian to his house, and it looks like it's on fire by the probably by the torch bears. Tempest, we've got a lead. Fun time's over. Oh, say, man. Say, uh, isn't uh, Springheel Jack's trademark the blue fire? Yep. All right. And so, um, you so guys, I'm, I'm going to interrupt here, and we're going to resume the combat over at Tempest and uh, Starchild's location. And... Um, uh, we're going to start at the top of the in, uh, round, so it's Tempest's turn. He's basically just told you, fun time's over. <laughs> so well, what, do, what do you do, Tempest? I'll give them another another thump, and then I'll leap away. Okay, so you're basically going to um, do your shockwave one more time? Yeah. Okay. Did you want to put any extra effort into it or anything? or? No, I'm, okay. I'm going to be saving my stuff like that for the uh, uh, the bigger fight that I'm sure is coming. Okay. <laughs> um, you smash the ground again and part of it like collapses. You see some of these guys fall into it, but uh, most of them are still kind of staggering to their feet when you guys um, are jumping away. Um, and uh, uh, we follow the action back towards... You guys are like crossing town as fast as you can. Meanwhile, um, I'm going to have uh, um, Jade Witch and the Lamplighter roll initiative really quickly. Sure. Seventeen for me. Um, Nineteen. Nineteen for me. jotting down some names. I've done like three or four initiative charts already on this game. Yeah. <laughs> We're moving pretty quickly. Um, okay, so initiative on you. This many villains were in trouble. <laughs> fly faster. <laughs> I can fly faster. I'm trying to keep pace with Tempest. Um, I can run at like 500 miles an hour. Oh, okay. Well, then I can't. Then I can. I'll have to book it then because I'm not. Well, that. I'm probably jumping, which is only 250. <laughs> okay. Slacker. 
that's still, <laughs> that's still faster than me. So obviously you're having to keep uh, you're having to to keep pace with my slow butt. Not a problem. We could just hang on to his collar, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> fly behind him like a cape. That'd be, that'd be See, the, the Avengers. The, half the Avengers have to get carried into battle. It's the most yeah. hilarious thing. You guys, you guys need a Quinjet. Um, okay, so um, basically, you guys are arriving, and you see the house is on fire, and smoke is pouring out of the windows. Um, and you're like, and you basically stop and go, wait, wasn't Spring Hill Jack's signature yeah. uh, fire? And you hear a growling sound as as uh, Hexenwolf pounces from one of the upstairs windows and attacks. Okay. Um, and and he goes, "Yes, that's us." And um, he is going to attack Jade Witch. Jade Witch, what's your parry? Is a ow seven. Uh, not enough. All right, he rolls a natural 20. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, on his attack. Um, and uh, he is using his in, uh, his bite attack. So he is at um, an attack of plus 12. So he hits a 32. Yeah, even even rolling yeah, a 13 17. and yeah. getting a total Wait. 20. Yeah, you actually... Does 20 always hit? Doesn't a 20 always hit? Well, um, generally speaking, but uh, because he hits you, he also gets the benefit of the critical hit. So yeah. you, you have to actually hit in order for the uh, 20 to be a critical. Um, so he is going to be doing um, uh, strength-based damage of a total of, yeah, difficulty class. All right, you're going to be rolling a toughness check. Okay. Do I have any toughness? <laughs> you must have a good toughness if you're. You should have a force tops. field up, right? You have your force. Yeah, field. yeah, of course. I mean, we're here to, we're here to play. It's a, uh, toughness thirteen and rolled a sixteen, so that's uh, twenty nine. Twenty nine. Okay, that was one point more than you needed to avoid damage, so you actually Whew. did not get hurt. Um, he was doing a DC twenty eight on you there, so. Oh. Yeah. Ow. Yeah. <laughs> so thank um, you, Force Field. <laughs> yeah, he basically comes down and claws, and um, you're sort of like stunned in 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 surprise as uh, this giant wolf. I mean, for people who haven't heard of Hexenwolf, he's massive. He's bigger than a normal human being. Um, he's like uh, think of the size of the uh, the wargs in the Lord of the Rings movies. You know, sure. massive, huge wolf creature, and he, you know barrels into Jade Witch and kind of like, you can see like, runes flaring across his hide as he encounters her force field and just seems to cut right through it. Um, but Jade Witch manages to turn out of the way as he gets a mouthful of like, the um, the, the sleeve of her costume instead of, you know, instead of her arm and like, it shreds through through his teeth and, um, you know, he's he's crouching next to you in a, in a combat stance. Um, and then going down the initiative list, uh, it is now Lamplighter's turn. Down, boy. Down. Don't make me hit you with a newspaper. Um, I, um, I will use Dazzle on him. Okay. Uh, and uh, this is area cone, so it automatically hits. 
and it's resisted by a will, and it should be a 21. Okay, so he gets to roll, because it's a cone area, he's going to get to roll yeah. a dodge. Yeah, sure, to, to avoid that. Um, so he's going to roll, and he gets a 26 on his dodge yeah. check. Yep. What's yep. Uh, what's the, you're a 21 difficulty for this, right? Yeah, well, it's, it's Dazzle 11, so if it's so, half, yeah. then it's so either be, 5 or 6. So so now, yeah, it's going to be a 6, so he's going to roll a six, uh, 16, 16 or higher on his will to avoid it. Okay. And he does. Okay. So um, he just sort of uh, yeah. turns it's towards you. Yeah. His eyes squinted shut, and then as the light fades, he looks up at you and he goes, A flashlight? You bring a flashlight to a real fight? And I'll, uh, I'll tr- uh, looks like Jay Witch can handle herself, so after I attack, can I look around and see if there's anybody else? Uh, sure, make us? a perception check. Um, not very good, but... Let's see. Why do I not have... Okay, um, 7 plus 7 is 14. 14? Yeah. Okay. Uh, roll that against... Her. Let's see, wait, who was next on the list? That would be... Uh, that'd be him. Okay. Um, uh, what did you say your total was? 14. 14? Sure. Okay. Um, you look up and you see Springhill Jack stepping up um, towards one of the smoky windows, like his hands on, on the side of the broken window frame, like he's putting his, his big oh, leather booted foot up like he was about to jump down into the fray. Yeah. Um, from the from the third floor of this this uh, once elegant mansion, and he's grinning down at you. Okay. Uh, well, I will I will alert Jade uh, Witch and just say you know we got incoming. Okay. Um, so that was Lamplighter's action on a nineteen, and then seventeen Jade Witch gets to go. Okay, I have a question. Yep. Um. I know that he is, Hexenwolf, I mean, is protected very strongly against spells that are cast at him. Mm-hmm. Um, if I cast the strength spell on myself, the Mystic Might, is he going to resist that strength because it's magical? Or is it going to be all right because I didn't cast it on him? Uh Technically, if you punch him with your hands, um, he's going to be able to resist the magic in it. But if you hit him with something else, like if you pick something else up and smash him with it, um, that that would probably bypass his his um, uh, invulnerability. Okay, then I will. Uh, I'll bring the bring the strength up, and uh, can I bring the strength up and attack him in the same round? Um, yeah. Yeah, that's what it's, I'll do it's, then. It's, it's a it's a it's a free action to switch stuff around in your uh, in your array. So you're basically going for enhanced strength, and yeah. you're using your close attack uh, unarmed combat. So you have a uh, um, plus twelve to hit. And um, I will be picking up uh, the closest large heavy thing if it's a a. a Pillar from the front porch, or whatever, or a tree. <laughs> yeah, you can. You know, yeah, you can pick up a flagstone from the walkway and just smash it on his, or try to smash it on him. So yeah. Go ahead and roll an attack roll. Okay. 
Come here, thing. <laughs> okay, 15 plus 12, 27. 27, nice. All right, um, that is going to hit his parry. So um, now it's a toughness save. He's got to roll against a 12. Um, uh, just checking because he has several of these. Nope, okay, so he's rolling a regular toughness check against this, so he is rolling... Um, ow! He rolls a 5, and that means that he gets a 13 total versus your attack value of 23. That means that he missed it by 10, so he is... Um, he's going to have a minus 1, and he's dazed. Friggin' dog. <laughs> what happens when you miss by 5? Uh, from from zero to five, you get a minus one cumulative toughness penalty. Oh, um, only oh, I see. The breakdown is uh, is six and eleven, not five and ten. Um, yeah, let me double check now that you. I no, usually divide right. by five. I'm sure you're right because it wouldn't be it wouldn't be zero, so it would have to be one to five and then six to ten. So yeah, we needed one more to stun him. Right. <coughs> yep. So it's yeah, one, 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 one more. Just minus two. Yeah, he's dazed, so that... Uh, no, what dazed means is that he only gets to uh, move or attack on his next action, not both. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, in, in second edition, you yep. uh, you would suffer penalties to your defense, yep. but they got rid of that for third yep. edition so that uh, the so-called death spiral effect was yep. uh, minimized. Yep. Um, so, you basically... Yeah, I like I like the flagstone image. Let, let's say she picked up a, a rock out of the walkway, and and just hit him right on the bridge of the nose with it. <laughs> and he's like packs off, shaking his snout as he's got like concrete and dirt in his fur. Um, he doesn't look like he expected a little girl to hit back. Hmm. <laughs> All right, so that was. Um, your action. Did you want to take a move action as well, since you didn't have to move to do that, or are you going to stay in melee range with him and and keep fighting? I'm thinking probably the best thing I can do is to keep doing this because he's he's resistant to everything else I have. Okay. All right. So uh, the next person in the initiative order is going to be Springheel Jack, who um, is going to. Confront the lamplighter, and uh, he basically jumps down from the second floor and kind of hits the ground with a thump and crouches, and um, he says, "You're here a lot sooner than we thought, but this is where you stop, lamplighter," and. Um, he he has this inhale. You can it just has this this whooshing sound like 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 you'd hear a backdraft or a, you know an implosion, and then he belches out this blue fire at you. Yeah. Um, you are going to make a dodge check to avoid this area effect. Right, right. Okay, my dodge is twelve. All right. Hold on. Um, well, here, so eight eight plus twelve is twenty. Twenty. All right. Um, he that his. Difficulty for dodging, that was a 21, so you miss. Um, so you're going to roll a... Uh, yeah. That's your point. Your point, yeah. 
because I need to not I need to stay up long enough to help Jade Witch take out Hex and Wolf or we're or we're dead. So I'm I'm uh, I'm thinking if I can I can probably handle it at half value but not at full. So um, I'm gonna spend a hero point and uh, is it too late? No, no, you can spend a okay. hero point or you can save the hero point for the actual toughness check. Well, my toughness is is not that good. See. So if I use it now, I can I can cut the damage value in half, and then I should be able to take it. That's my that's my thought. Okay. Because uh, my toughness is low enough that if he hits me with a full power, I may I may spend a hero point and still go down. Um. No. Not quite not quite lightly. Because remember, when it, on a hero point um, reroll, you're always making a minimum of ten uh, or eleven well, on the, on the reroll. Me up, I'm gonna come back and hit you for it. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> no, it's up to you. It's, you can you can you can spend it now if you want to. Go ahead. Okay, I'm gonna wanna... I'm going to spend it now. So yeah. so I'll I'll roll out of the way of most of the fire. Okay. Um. So you're going to spend the hero point and re-roll. What did you get on the second roll? Uh, six, which becomes sixteen. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. So then plus my plus my twelve dodge is uh twenty-eight. 28, okay. Yeah, and you are a very uh, dodge-focused character, yep. so kind of adding it to that first roll gives you the benefit of, of adding it to your strong suit. Yeah, yeah. So that's 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 also not a bad idea. All right. then, I get, um, then I get half the fire. Yep, so you're taking half the fire damage. So in this case, that's going to be 6 damage, um, and uh, plus the 15 is uh, 21. Sure, okay, so now I, make it, now I make a toughness check, right? Yep. Okay. Well, I rolled well. I got a 19 plus 8 is 27. Nice. All right. You don't take any damage. Okay, great. So I'll let you describe how you evaded that. Uh, well, yeah, he, he like knew the fire was coming. So he um, uh, – is, is there a parked car in, in the front of the car? Does he have a – in front of the house? Um, uh, there might be one in the garage, but you don't see one on the driveway. Okay, I'm just trying to think of something to hide behind. Um, um, okay, uh, there's there's trees and bushes, and uh, you can hide behind the corner of the house. Sure. Okay. Um, so I, actually, I don't, the let's say of the let's house. say there's a big ornate um, water fountain in the front okay, uh, of sure. the garden as well. All right. So I, I die behind the fountain, and when I roll out the other side of it, my my cape is on fire. Okay. All right. All right. So you managed to take no damage there. All right. So. That was those two characters, and um, you stand up next to the uh, um, the water fountain, or you crouch next to the water fountain, yeah. and you glance over at the water, and you notice the water is blood red, and all of a sudden there's this kind of rippling effect, and it's Great. it's like it's like a scene from you know a movie where the Lady of the Lake just emerges from the water, except yeah. except it's uh, Sister Sanguine, um, uh, yeah. who, who looks like some sort of Red clothed bondage, I do, you know, uh, evil nun. Yeah, evil nun. Um, and she rises up. Her eyes are blood red, and um, uh, she gestures, and uh, a, like a pseudopod reaches up from the blood-filled pool and becomes a sword in her hand. In each of her hands, like she's now wielding two swords, and uh, she says. Oh, I've been wanting to play with this one, and strikes forward. What's your parry? Um, let me tell you here. Hold on. Um, my parry is twelve. All right. 
she is going to have to hit a 22 to hit you, and um, she hits uh, a 26, so she hits you. All right, roll a toughness check. All right. This is where I get stabbed. <laughs> um, 18. 18? Yeah. Okay, you missed by... T- uh, you missed by seven, so you're going to take a minus one to your toughness, and you're going to get uh, dazed. Okay, I'll take that. Okay. All right, so I, I, he grunts in pain as he gets stabbed in the side, probably. Yeah. She's basically whirling these two curved, you know, like like light scimitars around and and laughing as she dances towards you, whipping these swords through the air. Now, the, the minus one is only the toughness saves? Exactly. Okay. All right, so we're ending this round, and then um, we're going to have uh, Tempest and... Um, uh, the, the Star Child roll initiative. Okay. Help! <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tempest... Oh yeah, I got a twenty-nine. Twenty-nine, Sweet. awesome. Star Child, <laughs> twenty-three. Nice. That's All right, one. so Tempest gets to go. You um, you you may uh, describe your entrance and decide who you want to attack. Well, uh, I've been uh, doing my my uh, Hulk leaping across town sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So um, he will uh, land in the street and there's a big crunch of uh of um you know broken asphalt and stuff and he sees the bad guys and um he's gonna uh run up and try to punch jack in the face okay (laughs) i love tempest for his complexity (laughs) (laughs) he's deep man he's deep he contains multitudes You can change multitudes of your face. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, all right. I am um, going to all-out attack two. I don't have the maneuver, so I'm just going to okay. do the So thing. you take two points from your defense bonus and add it to your attack bonus? Yeah. And uh, are you going to power attack or just do the regular all-out attack? Uh, I'm going to just do the regular. I don't know how hard he is to hit yet. Okay. Um, but I know that when I roll a four on the die, that's not going to do it. So I've got all these hero points, so I'm yeah. going to spend one. That's better. Okay. I got a 17 on the die plus eight unarmed combat is 25. Ooh, you you hit him. Okay. Okay. Yep. Uh, my strength is 12. Okay. So he needs to make 27. All right. So he rolls and gets a 24 on his toughness check, so that means he missed it by 3. He's got a minus 1. Basically, you come in and you throw a wild, you know, a big haymaker at him, and he, he, like, puts up his his arms and and blocks the fist as it it hits him, and you kind of push him back as his his heels dig, uh, gouges into into the sod. Um, into the into the grass in front of the house, and he kind of drops his 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 guard a little bit to to uh, grin at you, and he goes, "I've been wanting to test you, you would be legend." 
says, this time we are not backing down. Oh, you say that now, but I bet you're going to run like a little uh, imp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't say little girl when Jade's still yeah, got rocks Jade in would... her hand. <laughs> little good g- 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 imp. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that was... Um... That was uh, Tempest on a 29. All right, Hexenwolf gets to go. He only gets one action, and since uh, Jade Witch is still within biting range, he's going to attempt to do that again. And Hexenwolf lunges forward and, and, and bites at you. What's your parry? Uh, the parry is a 7, so rolling... Got you, don't, you don't roll, actually. You, you oh, just you add, don't roll yeah. it? Yeah, you don't oh, roll my bad. Unless, unless you're going on a total defense, unless you take a defensive action, in which case you can roll and you treat it as a hero point roll, which means that if you roll a 10 or less, you add you add 10 to it. Basically, um, then you're throwing away your action. Yeah, yeah, but since yeah, you, you took an attack last round, it's just a default, so he, he has to hit your, um, your parry plus uh, a 10. Yeah, okay. So what's your parry? So my parry is a 7. So he has to hit a 17. And he hits a da, 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 21. Okay. Okay, so you have to roll a toughness check. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm toughened up at the moment, so that's okay. <laughs> uh, 13 and 8 is 21. 21? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, yep, he got two points past that so okay. you you are going to get a minus one to your future toughness penalties so I'm, I'm keeping track of the minus ones here um, so he's he's biting and lunging at you and uh, manages to sh- scratch your forearm um, as you are backing away and getting into a defensive posture with your, your rock <laughs> actually he's probably clawing and biting and snapping at your rock and it's like the rock is you know s- uh, uh, showering concrete, and you're just kind of backing up. Yeah, that's pitiful, but it, it's the truth. Hey, whatever works, you know. <laughs> All right, so that was uh, Hexenwolf's turn, and then um, on a 23, Starchild gets to go. Yeah, I'm betting Hexenwolf may be resistant to magic, but not to the cosmic powers of the mind. <laughs> Yay! You yeah. like a hero point. <laughs> I'm going to try and paralyze him. I'm going to spend a hero point to up my power rank by one. Okay. So that is a 19 DC will save. All right. Excellent. And this is versus his will, so he has to roll. All right, you said a 19? Uh, yeah, because it... Okay. Um, so... use a hero point to up it to nine... So, is this your, and this is your uh, affliction. It's affliction, yeah, inflict okay. mental paralysis, affliction eight. So, or, so you're, 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 so he rolled a, a twelve. So let's see. Um, you said it was a nineteen that he had to roll against. Yeah. So yep. that misses it by uh, seven. So that's two degrees. He is stunned. Stunned. Awesome. Thank you. You're no penalty to defense when stunned, though, right? Nope. Okay. He just can't take any actions. Double checking the specific of that. Where is my? I'm sure you will. No, I just wanted to read it out for the listeners in case they haven't uh, 
been following the other episodes and I can't quickly find it. There we go. Um, so for those listening, a stunned character cannot take any actions, including free actions. So even the action of trying to switch points around in an array right. or, um, or maintaining like, like a power that needs to be maintained, like flight, yep. those all kind of shut down when you get stunned. So if he were flying, for example, he'd start falling. Yeah, and if he had a force field up, it would go down. Right. Um, but, uh, aside from that, um, he still gets to maintain his dodge and parry. So, that was... Does he stay a wolf? Uh, yes. Okay. James is, uh, double-checking the natures of his powers. I'm sure yeah. the trains yeah. don't need to be maintained. Yeah. Yeah, this particular um, character would not shift back. Um, All right, so um, the uh, that was um, Starchild's turn on a twenty-three, and then I think the next person is on a nineteen would be Lamplighter. All right. Well, I'm um, I'm dazed right now, so I can't move. So I can't get out of hand to hand range. With actually, actually, you could. You you can only do one action. Yeah, you can, but I'm you not. Can either move or you can attack. Right. Yeah, I I could, but I'm not. So right. uh, what I'm going to do instead is um, is aid um, Jade Witch's attack on Hexenwolf. And I'll communicate this via our mental link so that she knows that I'm going to help her. Okay. So I'm I'm basically because she goes like next, right? Um. Well, she goes after you. Um. Let's see. Jade Witch goes on a seventeen. Yeah. So I will. Um. Uh. So I'm gonna. I guess I'm delaying until seventeen. Actually, with an aid action, as I recall in the new version, you do yeah. not have to delay. Oh, um, yeah, okay. if you're in a position to attack an opponent, yeah, the um, there's a difference. There's there's combined attack where you're both attacking at once, or there's the aid action, um, and the aid action basically allows you if you um, you you make an attack against yeah. a difficulty class of ten, yeah, and if you and if you succeed, yeah. you basically get a give a plus two circumstance bonus to the uh, well, I, uh, to I your give friend. Plus, I give plus five with improved teamwork, right? Which is why I'm doing this. Okay, so so, um, so I'm just gonna do that. I I um I'll just try and um I'll distract him basically. I'll uh, um I'm trying to avoid Sister Sanguine, but I'm gonna get pasted. So I'm just trying to stay up long enough to help. So I'll um I, I'm sort of feebly trying to dodge her, probably giving her an easy target. But I shoot past her and past the fountain with the the um the lamp, and beam um Hexen Wolf in the middle of the back. It's not a hard hit. It's just enough to distract him. So All right, let's can, see if you hit roll. You have to at, at, attack. Um, basically, you have to hit a 10. Well, your okay, so I, I rolled, naturally I rolled a 20. So, okay. <laughs> so in this case, uh, in this case, I'm going to, I'm going to allow that um, critical hit bonus to go towards your, your, um, your aid. So you're actually going to give her a plus 10 aid bonus. All right. So power attack, power attack everything you can get, because I'll give you plus 10 to hit. So. Right. That's awesome. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, and then I get ready for some pain. 
All right, so Jade Witch, uh, it is in fact your turn now. So what are you going to do? Clonk the crap out of Hexenwolf's head. Okay. Now I'm looking at your advantages list here, just to say, and um, you actually don't have the power attack feat. So there are two options um, if you wanted to make a power attack. One, you could power attack just for um, plus two damage and a minus two on your attack roll. Or... You could spend a hero point yeah. and um, basically acquire the power attack feat for the round, which would allow you to trade off up to five points for five extra damage. Uh, yes, please. I'll okay, do that. So I'll, I'll spend, spend a hero, hero point. point for that. Okay. So now you're going to be doing a power attack, um, which means you're taking five off of your attack roll and adding it to your damage. Okay. Um, so go ahead and roll your attack roll, which will be your uh, technically your unarmed attack. Yeah, with uh, with the spell, it gives me close attack eight, and uh, so yeah, your unarmed total is a plus twelve. Right. So minus five, you're going to have a plus seven plus the die roll. Okay. Plus ten. From the from the circumstance bonus, so you're going to have 17 plus the die roll. Okay. Okay, 17 plus 11, 28. Nice. Yeah, that pastes him really good. Um, so you are doing your normal damage of 20. Well, your 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 normal damage. Sorry, of eight plus the five from the power attack is going to give you a total of. Uh, uh, 13, which means he has to beat a 28 on his uh, his toughness check. And he's minus one, right? Because she hit him once before. Yes. Okay. So he's got a 14 total, um, and you rolled a uh, or he was a 28, so yeah. you missed it by 14. Excellent. So he is staggered and another minus one. Excellent. Good. All right. And staggered Beautiful. is serious, as I recall. Staggered basically means that he is dazed for the rest of the fight. Okay. Um, and if he takes another staggered result, he is out of the fight. He's knocked out. Okay, so that means that he can't move and attack, guys. And he's a melee guy. Yeah. So if you can back away from him, this greatly limits his ability to fight. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Awesome. All right, so Jade Witch, you can describe this heroic smashing action here. I don't know how heroic it is to hit somebody in the head with a rock. But, uh, <laughs> well, when you say it like that. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I... Remember, you're punching for... To quote another podcast's title, you're punching for justice here. I am indeed. <laughs> I'm I'm cracking skulls for goodness. So, yeah, I'll... I'll, I'll Wang him right between the eyes. I'm trying to knock him out cold. You bring your hands up with the with the with the big, you know, rock in your hands and smash it down, and the rock splinters into a billion pieces as it, you know, his head gets smashed into the ground, and he's kind of staggering back away from you, kind of like staggering left and right. Uh, um, Didn't expect. To be hit by rock. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what we're going for. <laughs> and uh, friggin' dog. <laughs> Bad I said dog. that already. <laughs> Bad dog. <laughs> Thought he was gonna waltz in here and be all magic user killer, huh? <laughs> all right. Fear my rock. 
<laughs> Fear my rock. You get a hero Fear point. Fear my rock. Rawr. Everybody needs a battle cry, right? You, you, so. you get a hero point for that one. <laughs> Do I? Sweet. Yeah. Fear my rock. <laughs> All right. So that was uh, Jade Witch's action on a 17. Going down the list, uh, I believe Spring Heel Jack goes next on a 13. All right. All right, so Jade Witch just clobbered uh, Hexenwolf and, and staggered him. And uh, Spring Hill Jack uh, turns and uh, looks surprised. And he says, Oh, <clears throat> excuse me, getting to character recently. He says, Bloody hell, that's not very ladylike. <laughs> and uh, he charges towards you and he says, and, and, Hey! Uh, <laughs> Tempest is in his face. What's that? Tempest, Tempest is in... was in his face. Remember oh, were... oh, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. The break. No, he can try it, practice. but I'll interpose on him. No, that's true. That's true. Okay. Um, yeah, he's going to move to attack her, and then you interpose. Um, Sweet. Let's see. Um, grabbing my... He stops and steps back and... Uh, um, this time, this time he narrows his eyes and he says, "Very well, you first would be godling," and he um, spits a gout of blue fire at you. This time, it's not a cone. This time, he's blasting you specifically, and uh, he is going to. Let's see, I'm just double checking. Uh, he does have power attack, so he is going to power attack for five. So, um, this is... Alright, what's your what's your uh, dodge? Right now it's six, because I all-out attacked okay. when I was thumping on him. So he has to hit a 16. So he does. He actually hits a 27. Um, actually, no. He was power attacking, so he hit a 22. Um, but... That means you are rolling against a DC uh, 31. Yikes. Oh, but you picked my good thing to roll against. I yep. got a 31. Nice. All right. <laughs> so you take no damage this round. Um, Needless to say, that would have burned the rest of us to a cinder. <laughs> <laughs> Luck luckily for that, because this is also incurable damage. It's, it's hellfire. Ooh. Ouchie. Hot, All right. hot, 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 <laughs> Alright, so I'll let you describe how you how you evade the uh the flame strike there. Well, uh he was doing the whole uh dragon breath thing and I uh Tempest kinda puts his 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 uh his shirt, which was already uh, smoldering from before, is probably now just on fire and uh, burning off of him. And uh, the rest of his clothes and his hair is all kind of also kind of crispy. Okay. Um, didn't <coughs> hurt. <coughs> <laughs> it didn't. That's the beauty of it. All right. So that was, um, that was Spring Hill Jack's action. And now Sister Sanguine. Yes. Um is uh, this is impressive 
you set yourself up to allow your friend a chance. It's called teamwork, and it's something that heroes will always have. It keeps like you never will. <laughs> she, she laughs and she says, where I come from, we call it sacrifice. And uh, she lunges with both swords. Sure. And... My dodge is 12, so she needs a 22. And that's We're not... Same thing. That's not a 22. Okay, she misses. And... Oh, um, I'll, I'll, I'll parry she, like, with my hands. I'll knock her swords out of the way with my hands. All right. Um, she stabs forward, and you manage to um, dodge to the side, swatting the swords to the side. Yeah. And she kind of pirouettes and um, falls into a new combat stance. Sure. And um, she says, uh, "Ah, um, she says, I see. But one, you know, but if you are in the mood for a sacrifice, I can certainly cut you down." And <laughs> the two blades flow like water as she brings mm-hmm. her hands together and then stretches them apart, and they elongate and become a massive scythe. Okay. Um. And uh, that will be something she can do on her next turn. But um, so that was Sister Sanguine, and I believe that ends the round. So starting at the top of the phase, we've got Tempest. All right. Well, I don't want him doing that again. Uh, (laughs) I am going to all-out attack again for two. Okay. And try the punching in the face uh, maneuver again. Okay. Oh, twenty on the die. My my nice. uh, hero lab die roller is hot tonight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Your dad so must be watching. <laughs> uh, that's a crit. So um, it hits a twenty-six, which hopefully hits him. Uh, on a parry, yes, that hits. Okay. Um, so it's... Your normal damage for this round would be what? My normal damage, uh, would be 14. Okay. So So it's 19. Mm Mm-hmm. So with the crit, it's a 19? Yeah. Okay. So then adding 15 to that gives us a 34, right? Yes. Okay, so he has to roll a 34 in his toughness check. And that's not a 34. <laughs> that's a lot closer to a 12, actually. Um, so, um... Alright. You smash in, into his face, and, um... Uh... There's, like, an eruption of blue flame around your hand as you punch him. <laughs> um, let's see. Yeah, that would be missing it by... Just double checking my math. 12 versus 34 is a 22. So yeah, he is actually incapacitated. Um, Bam. Oh, and actually he missed it by 23 because I forgot the minus one. Oh. So he is incapacitated. Take that. Nice shot. You one punch the boss. No, you. you (laughs) It took it took two hits, but took two punches. Yeah. Um, the die 20 in this game is so, I mean, you know, you can roll well and 
clobber somebody in one hit. It's, it's very swingy. Yeah. 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 Um, on the on the other hand, the interesting thing about the saving throws are not as swingy because you have the the plus ten. Um, yeah. Um, and you can also uh, kind of throw a hero point in there either way to, to, to affect it. But yeah, there is there is a bit of a, a swing to any d20 kind of system. But um, in this case, you basically clobber, uh, and I'll let you describe how uh, how far you knock Spring Hill Jack back. Uh, let's say I uh, I punch him, and there's the big kind of the uh, what's that? What's that boxing movie that everybody cribs from whenever there's a boxing scene? Raging Bull. Um, yeah. Uh, and he just kind of spins around and uh, slams into the house. Okay. And falls down, and there's little uh, little imps flying around his head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. little blue fiery imps. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I think we'll do it without the fiery imps, but yes. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> yeah. The artist was feeling silly and threw that in. Okay, okay. <laughs> All right. We'll um, yeah, you just one-shotted Spring Hill Jack, so take a hero point for that. Booyah! Hey, you know, if Frank Cho was drawing this, he would put the flying blue imps in there. That's true. That's true. If Frank Cho was drawing this, Jade Witch would look very different. Well, that's yes, true. she would. Yes, she uh, yeah, would. Frank the Cho torn was... uniform would be a really different thing, too. As, as, as much as I respect his incredible talents, um, uh, if, if, if Frank Cho were drawing this, Jade Witch would look exactly like um, the, uh, the, the sang- Sister Sanguine. So... Um, <laughs> yeah, because he really only knows how to draw one kind of girl. Yeah, they so. they all have the same face and the same uh, body proportions. So it's yeah, it's all the same chick, just yeah. different hair colors. Pretty much, which is a shame. But um, well, you know, you got to do what you're good at. Yep, yep, yep. Anyway, um, so the, uh, the 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 leader of the team has been. Uh, taken out for now. Um, that was on uh, a twenty-nine. So, did you want to take a move action, Tempest? Um. Yeah, I will uh, move over to help um, help Lamplighter with the naughty nun. Okay, the naughty nun. <laughs> <laughs> this is starting to sound more and more like late night Netflix here. You jump in. Uh, that is the end of your action. Then uh, Hexenwolf, who is staggered, um, uh, glances over and sees um, his boss is taken out, and he's like, "He's like, you fool! I told you all of us should have been here." And um, He's going to use his action and move, and he is going he's, to... I thought he was staggered. He's staggered, yeah. so he can only do one of the two actions. He can either move okay. or he can attack. And so he is going to move out. He is okay. basically going to leap away. Um, he's basically going to 
charge away from you guys and leap into the the nearby trees um, and uh, attempt to disappear. And uh, he is... Let's see, where is his... He's basically rolling a stealth check to try and disappear, but uh, um, is any? Uh, I'm going to guess that Jade Witch, since she was the one paired off with him, I'm going to guess you're the one following him. So go ahead and make a perception roll to try and see if you uh, no, you can see where he goes or if he eludes you. Okay, uh, that is a 16 plus an 11, so 27. Okay, yeah, um, you can see him crashing through the 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 underbrush in the trees. Yeah, it's kind of hard to sneak and stagger at the same time. <laughs> All right. Um, that was uh, Hex and Wolf's action. Um, now we drop down to Starchild on the initiative chart. Yeah. Okay, so um, is Lamplighter still stunned? I was I was dazed, but I am not anymore. You are no longer dazed. Okay, just wanted to check that. Yep. Okay, in that case, I am going to do a very sudden flyby on Hex and Wolf. Basically, this is a feint. Mm -hmm. I'm using deception so I can try and set him up for someone else to slam him and take him down. Okay, you're you're not going to let Hex and Wolf get away, basically. Right. All right, so um, roll an acrobatics check to make it through the the trees without hitting something. Oh, dear. Down and glorious disaster. <laughs> that's, that's best. Acrobatics is not a is not cannot be used untrained. Oh no, that's right. So in this case, it's just going to be your agility. Yeah, um, yeah, this is gonna suck. Uh, that's a seventeen. <laughs> hey, didn't suck too bad. That's yeah. good. I All found right. a clearing. <laughs> <laughs> you, you 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 follow through the big wolf shaped hole that he made in the. <laughs> And you're gonna do a. Um, you're gonna basically try and set him up. What what skill are you using to set him up? Uh, deception. All right, roll a deception check. Okay, I'm gonna use a hero point because I rolled terribly. So let me try this again. Um, that's better. That is a 27 deception. All right. Uh, he's gonna roll his insight. Okay, you said a 28? You said total? Is that what you said? I'm sorry? Did you say a 27? 27? Okay, yeah, that's yeah. a success. Okay, so you set okay. him up. I have set up two, so I'm giving uh, one, so that makes him vulnerable. Mm -hmm. So I'm giving one to um, uh, Jade Witch. Okay. And the other, I'm going to go ahead and give to Tempest on the off chance that Sister Sanguine is dealt with by the end of this round. Well, um, I mean, you can give it. Uh, you guys can decide that one. I'll let you. Decide. Yeah. What What is What does the setup do when you give it to them? What basically the the target is vulnerable to you, so it sets up a power attack rather nicely. It's a oh, it's a minus five on the or. What their, is defense, mean? their defenses are halved. Oh, okay, great, great. Okay. Alrighty then. So, so I'm done. 
All right, so you're done. Um, describe how you're uh, how you're using yeah, your disarming personality to uh, throw him off his game. Okay, yeah, he's he's in. I see him break for the trees, and I fly in, disregarding the branches and such, and basically making such a huge racket that it attracts his attention and leaves okay. him vulnerable. <laughs> like up here, big guy. <laughs> kind of yeah, <laughs> and. Um, that will do. All right, so now we go to, um, let's see, Star Child's on 23. That brings us down to Lamplighter. Your turn. Well, I was going to try teamwork, but Star Child's got that covered. So, and honestly, chasing down Hexenwolf isn't really, a, I know he's dangerous, but he's a thug. So, um, I gotta try and get Sister Sang, but it looks like she's my obvious target here. Uh, and she's gonna be too fast for me to catch in my area days, the dazzle. So I think I'm gonna have to try and just blast her. So um, she, I, I was pairing her swords, and she reformed her her a liquid into a giant scythe. So um, I'll sort of faint a little bit and I'll wait till she comes at me and then when she comes at me I'll try and leap to the side and hit her with a blast from the the uh, the lamp. Okay. So just be a straight up straight up ranged attack, nothing fancy. Just see if we can get a All right. Get a, so this is not an area effect, it's just a you're That's correct. Okay. That's correct. All right, roll your attack. So rolled an 18 and my attack bonus is pretty good. Um my roll and um, uh, ten, so I rolled a twenty-eight to hit. Okay, um, this is the light of retribution. This is the plus eleven damage. So yeah, so she has the yeah. twenty-six dam- uh, toughness. Right. So it's a. Um, uh, I'm just making sure. What did you hit again? I I rolled an eighteen plus ten is a twenty-eight, sir. Twenty-eight, twenty-eight. Okay, thank you. Um, and that, hit her? that does indeed hit her. Okay. Okay, so she's rolling a toughness check. And, um, she gets a 24 on the so toughness I, check. So, okay, so I bruise her. Yep. Okay. So she gets a minus one. Give it up, um, Blake. Boss is down. Wolf's running for cover. Yep. She, uh, basically, you, you unleash this blast at her, uh, dodging to the side, and she brings the blade up of the scythe, which okay. blocks some of the blast and okay. kind of sends her staggering back. Sure. And um, um, she glances over at, uh, um, <coughs> excuse me, at uh, Springheel Jack's unconscious form and turns back and... Um, her her laughing expression goes stone cold sober, um, and uh, that is the lamplighter's turn. Uh, sure. You can also move if you want. To. Yeah, I want to get. Uh, uh, I'm gonna get over near Springheel Jack. I want to. Uh, I want to be near him in case somebody tries to to drag him away or anything. Okay, so you so you start running towards Spring Hill Jack. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. All right. So that would be your action. And Sister Sanguine 
uh, sees your movement and dashes off in the same direction. Now, did you have any <laughs> special movement powers? Uh, no, that's why. No, I, no I, I, that's why I teleport. If she if she's got speed, she beats me. Yeah, I'm just checking to see what her. Actually, you, you're both kind of running side by side, and yeah. um, she gestures, and the the uh, scythe reforms into a whip, and she brings her hand down and whips it around um, uh, Springhill Jack's waist before you can get to him, and okay. jerks him in, and jerks his unconscious form into her arms, ah, um, okay. and uh, she's got. Uh, this look of fury on her face and you're going to get an extra XP because in, in the, uh, she's going to take one more action. Oh. Um, and so I'm sorry, not an XP. You're going to get a hero point. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. And, um, she just sort of gestures at you and, and she says, now you've done it. No, he didn't do it. I did it. It's <laughs> like, you, you will all regret this. And, um, she is going to use her exsanguinate power on you. Oh, um, that sounds that sounds naughty. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see here. Um, this is do, 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 do. just making sure that I have this right. Uh, can I interpose yeah. that? Yes, you can because it's a ranged attack. So. I will dive on that hand grenade. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, you, now you can only use this once a round, right? Didn't it's a new round. Last round I, I interposed. Yeah, but have uh, you have you gone since then? Yeah, okay. yeah. I haven't done it since I I pasted uh, <coughs> Jack in the face. Right. Okay. Okay. Um. So this is actually two linked effects, and um, so she's rolling to attack and. Uh, Maybe I should give the hero point. I should probably give the hero point to Tempest then, because she uh, used he, the power. He, 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 he's taking it. He, you can't really trade it, and he volunteered himself. Okay, all right. All right. I've, <laughs> I've got three right now. So. All right, um, Tempest. What's your what's your dodge? Uh, my dodge is a six right now. Okay, so she had to hit a sixteen, um, and. <laughs> Take a hero point, Tempest, because I'm re-rolling that. Okay. And she hits you, um, and you need to roll first against a uh, uh, a fortitude check to resist okay. the weaken effect. Okay. Uh, for fortitude, I got a 31. Nice. Okay, so you resist the weaken effect. Now you're going to have to re resist an affliction, which is resisted by fortitude as well. So another okay. fortitude check. Okay, well that one I rolled a two on, so I'm going to spend one of these fancy hero points here. Uh, only an eight, but that becomes an eighteen. Nice. So uh, thirty total. Okay, you can feel like this weird pulling sensation, you know, in your body, and like um, drops of blood um, from the scratches on your body start flying through the air towards her. Um, you can feel her basically trying to pull the blood out of your body, um, but something in your godly nature, or your your demi godly nature, is uh, is protecting you. Well, good because I like my blood on the inside. <laughs> so do we. Yeah, but definitely. 
Yeah, but it's like it's like you can see his skin getting red, like he's he's like sunburned or blushing really badly across the front of his body. Um, now that was uh, Sister Sanguine's turn plus one, and um, that was I think the end of the round because she's the last person to go. So um, we loop around to Tempest. Well, I normally don't hit ladies, but I but I don't think you're a lady. I, I mean, certainly no lady dresses like didn't, that. Didn't we I don't you, think Sister Sleeve's ball counts. Tempest, didn't we give you a set-up bonus on Hexenwolf? Yeah, but he's, like, way over there. Okay. <laughs> he's run off into the woods. I mean, right. I, I could go run off into the woods after him. He, uh, the, nice, right the, nice thing, the nice thing about um, uh, Starchild's setup is that he was able to give it to two characters because he has two ranks of setup. Right. So right. He, he gave it to two of the heroes. Nice. Um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, all right, Tempest. Hey, which still has it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so Tempest. I will... Uh, I will um, all-out attack two on uh, on Sister Sanguine. Okay. And that is a twenty-five. Is that right? Yeah, twenty-five. No, twenty-three. Because I was all-out attacking. Okay, so all-out attack on her. So you hit a 23 yeah. on, on Perry? Just yes. enough. Woo, nimble, Minx. Yep. Um, so what is the damage on this one? Uh, it's 14, so 29. 29 on the toughness check. That's not going to happen. All right. We're going to basically, you, know, you cut to a reverse shot of the back of uh, Sister Sanguine's head as, as like his fist, which is kind of wider than her head, <laughs> and uh, she goes down like a sack of potatoes. Um, and uh, actually, she, you know, so she basically falls uh, to the ground um, with uh, uh, with her ar- with one arm clinging to um, uh, Springhill Jack, and they both just kind of collapse to the ground in front of you. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, the, and if, if any of you were old Avengers readers during Kurt run, there was this scene where, like, Scarlet Witch is heading the team, and her battle strategy comes down to everybody block for Thor. <laughs> and that's, that's basically what we're doing. It's like, let's set up teamwork. Let's do everything we can to put the bad guy's head <laughs> in, in front of Tempest's meat hook fist. <laughs> And that pretty much solves our problem. (laughs) Just because it's strategy doesn't mean it has to be complicated. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So that was was Tempest's turn. And um, Hexenwolf is going to continue trying to running away. And that's his move action. But he's still... uh, at a um, disadvantage, he's still vulnerable, um, because that goes around until Starchild's next turn. Mm-hmm. Um, wait, how did we? Did we miss Jade Witch? Did I think we, we did because she. I think we, after, maybe so. Yeah, I think we did. She goes I think we, right after me. Yeah, that was it. I was going from you directly to Sister Sanguine. I skipped Jade Witch, so let's go ahead and have Jade Witch go now. 
Mm-hmm. I see how it is. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I feel honor-bound to use the personal. advantage that uh, that he gave me on Hex It's, it's and just Wolf, that so. I can't count tonight. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, um, all right. So you're going to come down on the... Uh, you're, you're, all right. Well, let's see. You've got... Um, flight still, right? You don't have to shift out of, shift your strength uh, out of your strength to use your... your no, movement. my flight is separate. Yep. So, um, yeah, you can swoop up and swoop down and uh, try and smite that wolf one more time. Yeah, he uh, needs one more whack. Alright, I assume you're still grabbing some convenient uh, implement with which to pummel him. Yeah, I, I can't well, I could hit him barehanded, but it would be counterproductive. So, so yeah, I'll just, I guess I'll uh, snap a nice a healthy limb off as I'm flying through the woods. And uh, Did you want to try and do the, uh, did you, did you, how many hero points do you have left? Did you want to try and um, power stunt uh, the power attack again? I used one and then I immediately gained one, so I still have two. So, uh, yeah, I think I will. That, that was, uh, that was pretty good last time. Okay, so you're coming down on him with a power attack. That'll be a minus five to your attack roll. Go ahead and roll it. Okay. You've got a seven plus the die. Okay, so that's uh, rolled a nine. 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, right? You said plus seven. Yep. Yep, 16. so 16. So um, that was uh, 16 to hit, and he is currently... At half of his active defenses. Um, that's not him. Let's see. That means his uh, parry is only a 6 right now, so you have to hit a 16. And that hits exactly. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Alright, so now he has to roll against a um, 8 plus your... Uh, uh, actually, no wait, I'm sorry. Um... Your normal damage is eight, right? Plus the five for the the, mm-hmm. for the power attack. So he has to roll against the twenty-eight now. All right. Uh, okay. And nope, that's not a twenty-eight. All right. You've you've uh, you've incapacitated him. You've you've taken him out of the fight. I'll let you describe how it looks. All right, zipping through the same hole in the forest that he made to begin with when he ran away. I'll stick out one hand as I go by and just rip a tree limb off on the way past and swing it like a Louisville slugger as I go past him. I don't even stop. Just, you know, hit him on the way by. (laughs) The, the, The log splinters into a bajillion pieces. And uh, the 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 wolf sk- uh, skids to the the forest floor face first and um, is taken out of the fight. Um, let's see. Uh, Silence comes over the field. I think. Um. Let's see. I'm just double checking. Yeah, I think that's uh, the last of them. Okay, so they're burning the house. That means we don't want it to burn, right? Right. Pretty right. much. Makes sense to me. All right, let's go. Let's go deal with that. 
Okay. Got any rain powers, Tempest? Uh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> have you experienced the save depth for rain powers? <laughs> yeah, I, I've, 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 I've got experience points by son. punching a cloud. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it's worked so far. Just kind of... Tempest starts doing a rain dance. Well, I could try. I could. I could power stunt and do the thing the Hulk does, where he claps his hands real yeah. hard and it kind of blows out a fire. Yeah, yeah. The air. The air shockwave. Yeah. I'll do that. I got. I got hero points. There you All go. Right. That's a little extra effort to try and nullify the fire. Let's see how much you can put together there. What's your? Um... Let's see, let me... Probably need an area nullify. So you have strength effect. So this is basically power stunting off your strength. So you have 12 points to spend. Um, I think, because I have nullify also, so I think he would get a nullify 12 area. um, Let's see. Nullify generally, let's see. Is that ranged by default? Or, well, actually, it doesn't matter if it's area. He just walks into the middle of it. Yeah. Um, or if he's using a cone, rather. It doesn't yeah, probably area ranged. cone. Um, I'm just trying to remember if nullify was ranged by default, because you could save point uh, point per rank there. Well, that's what mine is, because I, I have nullify 11, area cone, range close. But then I have cone. Right. Ranged. I'm sorry, you guys, I lost you there for a second. What was that? As, uh, I'm pulling up Hero Lab. Uh, nullify is ranged. Yep. So if you add the area effect and then subtract from the ranged, you get a one yeah. point per rank. So you can get 12 ranks of nullify cone area. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so roll your nullify and I'll roll for the fire. So it's just I roll a, a 12 plus the die? Yep. Okay. Uh, that's a 20 total. Okay. Tempest walks up to the front of the door and he pulls his hands back and claps his hands really loud and there's this huge shock wave and the front door flies off its hinges and, you know, the, a huge gust of wind blows through the house, snuffing most of the fire, um, and sending the furniture flying towards the back of the hall and scattering everything, scattering everything everywhere. All right, so you guys are here to try and investigate, right? Yeah, hopefully there's a clue. All right. Um, that hasn't burned up. <laughs> or been blown out the back door. Or been blown out the back door. <laughs> all right, who wants to support whom in the, uh, or are you all going to roll individual? Jade, Jade, what's your investigation total? It is, oh, it's only a plus four. It's not that great. Uh, I don't have any. Unless but, you want me to use expertise magic, which is much better. If you if you add the four, I mean, what's your? If you add investigation to no, your intelligence, that, that's that's it. That's oh, that is it. Oh, yeah. I'm much better than that. I've got an eleven. Yeah. Yeah. So rock on. Go on. So basically, it looks like you know the detective is strangely enough the one who has the best investigate skill. Yeah. Um, yeah. What? <laughs> so you're um, the other characters will probably want to. Um, assist him. So what they can do is roll a team check, which means that everybody else just tries to beat a 10. And um, depending on how much they beat or fail that, they'll they'll modify Jason's chance. So okay. who, wants, who wants to participate in this roll I test? I will. Okay. I want to help. 
Okay. Theron, are you going to pitch in? Um, which skill am I rolling? Investigate. Investigate. I have no investigation skill whatsoever. I can try some perception. Okay. Um, well, you'd... Uh, it, it's not exactly perception. Okay. So you can either hold out or you can roll and just go but purely yeah. on the dice. It's up to you. I'll hold out. Okay. Um, Rick and Jade... Uh, or, I'm sorry, Rick and Lynn, both uh, go ahead and roll your character's investigation skills and if you beat a 10 let me actually just tell me what you get we'll start with rick well i got a one on the die so that's a three total okay um spend if that's gonna point, or are you gonna let it if that's uh, gonna that actually lower my things things lower my role? then i will spend a hero point it can yeah okay all right so i do and now i got a 14 total yeah Okay, so that beats it by four, which um, double checking, but I believe probably just plus two. Uh, one success, yeah. So that's a plus two. Um, all right, uh, Lynn, what's your investigate total? Uh, I rolled a sixteen, which gives us a total of twenty. Okay, so that beats it. So you give him a plus five. So you're getting a total of plus seven from your friends. All right, so I should be plus eighteen then on this roll. And I rolled a 10, so that's a 28. Nice. All right, you guys are looting through the house, and um, um, you're upstairs in his his desk. Fortunately, the fire and the spells they were using to, to destroy the house looks like they also uh, destroyed any of his security spells, so you don't have to worry about that. But um, uh, you find a... Um, uh, uh, the first thing you find is um, in in the uh, <coughs> in the in the wastebasket the smoldering remains of a a letter that's basically uh, clearly been torn in half, but it looks like uh, it was from the library, um, and it's signed by someone named Oracle Sphinx, and it basically says uh, as it's telling uh, Bradbury to prepare to change to the, uh, prepare to move to the New York branch as of next week. Um, it looks like they were transferring him. Okay. Is it any hint on why he was, was it, was it a punishment? Um, some kind of discipline thing? It doesn't look like it, but it also, it also says your, um, it specifically points out your pension will not be affected, but um, it, 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 it was very but it's very clear that it was not a uh, it was not a discussion. Okay, it got was, it. It was an order. Okay. Um, and considering that he has lived in this town for a long time and yeah. um, you know has obviously got a nice house and everything, yeah, it would probably be uh, something he was not really planning on. Um, Interesting. So very likely it could have it could have been part of a punishment, especially considering that he was being audited. Uh, just recently, um, the okay. other piece of information that you find is a map, which looks like it was drawn up um, around the time of the Civil War. Um, okay. And it shows it's it's mostly downtown. It shows a lot of the buildings that have been around since the Civil War, the uh, town hall, the library, things like that. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, you're kind of looking it over since it seems to be one of the things that he was looking at. Yeah. Um, and you notice that 
the big grassy knoll in the center of town yep. is not empty in in the in the uh, illustration or in the map. There's actually a clock tower there. Okay. All right. So this this map dates from around the time that the torchbearers were founded. Uh, yes. And on this map, there's a clock tower. Would a clock tower have had like a a keystone or some kind of foundation stone underneath it? Uh, it might. Um, usually they're like a cornerstone at the, yeah. uh, uh, you know, something that the outside, you know, it's something they can show off as part of a are, ceremony. Are there any like, sort of city urban legend sort of conspiracies about this grassy knoll or the missing clock tower or what happened to the clock tower or anything like that? Um, checking your advantages to see. Oh, that's well, I'm rolling my my expertise conspiracy theories. Oh, oh, awesome! I was just <laughs> glancing to see if you had any other stuff. That sounds perfect. Um, actually, yes. Go ahead and roll. Let's see. You have conspiracies. Go ahead and roll that. Uh, well, I rolled a twenty. My my elect- my virtual dice are hot. So nice. Uh, All right. So um. You rolled a 20 on the die? Yeah. So that's a 31 total, right? Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, yeah, there is a big mystery. Uh, well, there's all sorts of things. People talk about the hill there being haunted. People talk about, um, uh, you know, that uh, there used to be some sort of building there, but um, nobody's ever mentioned a clock tower. But okay. uh, people seem to think that, that neighborhood is haunted because every now and then people hear a clock tower ringing when they're, you know, or, or maybe it's a, uh, a church bell or something yeah. ringing the time, but yeah. nobody knows what church it's coming from. Um, okay. But uh, one thing you've noticed just passing by it time and time again is that uh, even though it's, you know, it's surrounded by... Um, a sidewalk and there's grass and everything. Nobody's yeah. nobody's ever walking on it. Nobody's ever taking their lunches out there. It's like people don't want to don't want to cross the street for some reason. They always avoid Jade, it. Jade Witch, could could there be a building there which has been ensorcelled in such a way that everyone has been convinced it's not there? I wouldn't know how to cast that spell, but that doesn't mean that someone doesn't. Okay. Well, I think we know where we need to go. Okay. Yes. All right. Let's 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 get on it then. Everybody, right. you did some great work out. Like the library, say, hey, we've got three unconscious members of the Octobermen here. Can y'all go pick them up? Yeah. Yeah. You have a hotline. I've got a library card. I can call them. Okay. You pick up your library card, and. Um, you know, it's it's kind of funny because your library card usually goes straight to uh, um, straight to somebody's voicemail. Yeah. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, you actually you pick up the library card and um, you basically speak into it. It's like, hey, we've got three unconscious members of the Octobermen, and um, you hear Bradbury's voice come back. He says, oh. "Excellent, that's three less that I have to deal with." Well done, Godling. Oh, them. you're evil? <laughs> and he says, I'll, I'll remember your assistance when I transcend this plane. 
Your boss is a very bad man, Jade Witch. He's he's a he's a lion sack of stuff, isn't he? Okay. And here I thought and here I thought you'd never amount to anything. Okay, now you're just being mean. <laughs> All right, so let's hang up on the library card. Yeah. Now, uh, can is there a there's another sort of um, um, supervillain containment facility, right? Well, there's, Some other, there's the cops. Yeah, can we? Can, is there a um, like city or federal group that we can call to get these guys rounded up? Well, considering that most of the city is currently in a panic trying to deal with an army, yeah. um, there's nobody really to spare to, to, to come out and get these guys. So Do we still either... have... Hmm? Just on... For, for giggles, I'll call Archon's number. Because she gave us her number yep. when she gave us those cell phones. Is that the Air Force woman? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, you get a hero point for remembering her. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, you call Archon and... Um, it uh, it rings for a minute and then you hear two or three clicks as it gets transferred, and yeah. then um, there's 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 a loud noise for a second and then an audio compensator kicks in and the noise gets pulled back, and uh, you hear her voice. This is Archon. Who am I talking to? This is Tempest. Hi. <laughs> you hear you hear a couple of energy blasts go off. And oh, you're busy. <laughs> <laughs> then, then she she comes back on and she's like, "Tempest, where the hell are you?" There's, I I give her the address. We've got three unconscious supervillains here, and there's going to be a ruckus down at. We've got an army, and the air force can't do shit to stop them. What's going on? Well, we're working on it. I'm just saying we've got some. We're heading to the the circle. I forget the name of it, but. Um, you hear an explosion on the uh, over the over the phone, and then you can actually hear it echoing from across the top of the the this from o- from over in the city. I mean, you guys are kind of far out in the in the burbs right now, but you can you can hear it from all the way out here. Well, and she's like, "Whatever it is, it has to wait. We need to stop this army now. There's a whole they're 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 marching straight through buildings now." Oh, well, that's not good. We'll be right there. (laughs) All right. So it it looks like we're going to have to let these guys go. I know that we all hate for that to happen, but... There's a, um, there's a, uh, a ringing sound coming from, uh, underneath the charred embers of, uh, the, um, the, the senior librarian desk. You guys are still standing inside his house. I'll check it out. (laughs) You peel back some papers and find a hidden phone that was in uh, a drawer, and it looks like an old-fashioned uh, sort of 1930s-era phone where you got the straight handle and then the two pieces that come off. Yeah, um, yeah. It's, it's half-melted, but when you pick it up, you hear a click, and then um, you hear a voice, uh, the voice of the woman in gray uh, speaking to you, the, uh, the Asian woman. Um, and she says, I take it you found what you are looking for? Uh, we, have a, we have a lead. We haven't found the book yet. She says, well, that's a step in the right direction. All right. Um, what, I, I noticed you trying to use the phone 
or I'm sorry, I noticed you trying to use the library cards, but right now the network is compromised. What do you need? We're we're on our way. We're we're uh, we have three members of the Octobermen uh, captured, but we have to get to the clock tower in the center of the city. And, and Bradbury's uh, evil. And, <laughs> yeah, and if you were new. wondering why it was compromised, it would be because Bradbury's evil. <laughs> uh, but if you can if you can send somebody here to take care of these guys, we've got to get the book from Bradbury. She says, "Hmm, I think I find I, I think we can work something out. Go right, do well, what you have to leave it in your hands because we got to go. Yes, go do what you need to do. I, I hang up the phone and I very decorously uh, <laughs> put the put my black cloak around um, Jade Witch's shoulders and we teleport to the center of town. All right, awesome. All right, what's the sound effect for your teleport? Is it Kazark?" Uh, yeah, it's my patented. Yeah, everything I do is like the, uh, the lamps lightning uh, is bizarre. Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> and I go out the out the blown out window probably and sure. shoot across the city. All right. Um, and uh, I'm assuming everybody else takes off at the same time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. And through the miracle of modern comics, we're going to say that you all kind of arrive at the same time. <laughs> Yay! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Hooray for the speed of plot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys arrive um, after a few hops through town to kind of get get the gist of things, and you you see um, three Apache helicopters buzzing around town. Um, the 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 sun is dipping down below the horizon, so it's uh, sunset, and um, these helicopters are kind of shining spotlights on this army of, um, you know, vagrants who are just steadily marching towards the roundabout in the center of town. Mm-hmm. And, um, you see, um, you know, the, the helicopters are firing into the crowd, but the bullets don't seem to have any effect. They seem to ricochet off of midair. And, um, you see, uh, Captain Archon, fly over the crowd, firing bolts of energy down into them, and they just seem to scatter off of these invisible armored forms. Um, at which point you begin to see an army or a sea of, like, torches coming from the other end of the roundabout, charging and splitting up and going around the roundabout as it uh, looks like another thousand of these torchbearers are charging straight at the army, uh, at the lost army. Any sign of Bradbury? All right. You're going to go look for Bradbury. I'm going to have you guys all just roll initiative, and we'll ask each one of you what you're doing. All right. So let's see here. Let me jot down spaces for torchbearers. And then Lost Army. And then Jade Witch. Alright, Jade, what are you doing? Or what's your um, initiative, rather? I'm. Ooh, that's a 19. How pretty. Uh, so 19 plus. Not very much. I forget what mine is. <laughs> yeah, it's like a plus one. It's a, Yeah, 20 total. Okay. Okay, and then lamplighter. Eighteen. 
18 total Tempest. A uh, 23. <coughs> All right, Starchild. 18. 18. So, um, Lamplighter, what's your dodge? <coughs> My dodge is 12. 12. Starchild, what's your dodge? 12. <laughs> I'll let Starchild go first. I, I don't remember what the uh, the break point is after that. Normally it's your, it your raw initiative modifier, I thought. Yeah, I know dodge was the first thing, and then it comes up. Let's see. Um, I, I yield to Starchild. Okay. But just for oh, the okay. audience's sake, I will give this real quick a look. I used to have this memorized, but it comes up so rarely that one of those two doesn't give you the information. My, my initial modifier is four. And what's yours? Uh, my, uh, my initiative modifier is five. Okay, there you go. So we'll have you go first. Okay. And let's see. Just okay. Here it is. Um, the act in order of highest dodge bonus, then highest agility, then highest awareness. Oh. Okay. Ah, agility right. probably beat me. So my agility is four. Yeah, mine's not. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, so lamplighter would go first, and then start. Yeah. All right, okay. so um, now I get to roll for the other guys, and that would be Torchbearers. We get uh, five, and the Lost Army will get a seven. Okay, and then I need to roll for Archon, and then she gets a ten. Okay. All right, starting with Tempest, what are you doing? Well, I'm looking for Bradbury so I can punch him in the face too. <laughs> you're you're, you're um, basically dropping down on a rooftop and like scouting the area. Yeah, um, and I've got my mystical tracking sense, so if I don't I don't know if uh, there's anything useful I can pick up, but. If there's some sort of magical... Let me look and see how it's defined again. It's detecting mystical forces uh, at range. uh, And it counters illusions. Alright. So roll your... um, Roll your perception, I guess, to try and track him down. Uh, I got a ten total. Okay. Um... I think I'm going to spend one of my hero points and, and re-roll that, because okay. finding him is kind of important. Okay. Uh, so that's a 14 now, so a 20. No, uh, 19. Uh, 19 total? Yeah. You're glancing around, you're looking everywhere, and you're getting frustrated going, where the hell is this guy? And it occurs to you at some point that he might be somehow cloaked from your senses, and then you look down at the army, and you see... Um, in about the first third of the lost army, he's standing or walking amongst them, like walking side by side with the with these soldiers, and he's carrying uh-huh. he's carrying a huge book in his arms. Oh. I point that out to everybody over the psychic link, and I'm gonna leap at him and try to grab that book away from him. Okay, um, so you're going to do your movement this round. You've already done yeah. your uh, you've you've done your action and trying to find okay. him. 
So I will jump and land in front of him and say, "Hello there. I think that one's overdue." <laughs> All right, you land in front of the army, and um, that will be the end of your action. Um, that was Tempest, so we go down to Jade Witch. All right, I want to try to use the um, the attuned senses to see if I can detect a clock tower. Okay. Um, let's since you're trying to use this to defeat any cloaking spells that might be there, let's go ahead and have you roll your magic expertise. Okay. Uh, 12 and 12, 24. 24, okay. Um, actually, that's really good. Um, you are looking and trying to use your second sight, and slowly but surely you start to see through a, uh, a spell of... Um, it's a very powerful illusion spell that's that's been cloaked for so long that it's actually become part of the ley lines. Um, but there is a clock tower hidden underneath a uh, a very powerful illusion that turns people away from it. Well, I'll be darned. I can get rid of it, so we can all get in. Okay. Yeah, I'll. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll do we send... want to do that, or do we want to try and get the book? Well, the most important thing is to get that book. I think. Okay. I mean, you guys tell me if you see something else that I'm missing. But uh okay. if we if we have if we get the book away from him, yep. Yep. we can nip this whole entire thing. Okay. Then let's do that. That's that's what I'm thinking anyway. Yep. Okay. Great. Okay, so that was Jade Witch's action. Um and now we go to the initiative twins, which means it's Lamplighter's turn. I will try to blind uh, Bradbury with the lamp. Okay. So uh, I automatically hit him because it's area. <coughs> Hang on a second. Is everyone still there? Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah, Lindsay. 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 I thought. Okay. Yeah, we. I just I'm, had a, a, a glitch there for a second. Um, Jason, can you repeat what you were saying? I uh, I'm going to try to blind Bradbury okay. with the lamp. So I'll uh, I don't have to hit him because it's area, okay. but uh, he'll get a dex uh, a dodge and a resistance. And he, and it's a uh, what's what's his resistance check for this? It's eleven, so twenty one. Okay. Um. Yes, he resists. Um. You basically shine your light down, and it like strikes all of these um, these figures that would be invisible, but your light yep. kind of reflects off of the armor, so yep. you can kind of see a shine. They kind of look like um, like Roman soldiers, but they're about 12, 12 feet tall. Okay. Um, that they kind of seem to wrap around each of the in, uh, individual. Um, okay. uh, uh, homeless people that that are part of the army, and um, and um, you see you see the light hits uh, um, sorry Brad- you see the light hit Bradbury 
and his spectacles like reflexively go <laughs> opaque. Oh, and, and he just smirks up at you. Oh, okay. So he's got like magic library glasses or something. <laughs> okay. All right. Then I will um, move uh, on my my own two feet. I will run um, closer to the clock tower building. Okay, you're running closer to where you think the clock tower building should be, and um, as you're running, what's that? I run for the grassy knoll. You're running towards the grassy (laughs) knoll. As you're running towards it, you see um, these these two this 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 wave of torchbearers running towards you. Okay. Um, And they're kind of coming together in front of you, forming a a wall as they're they're charging. They're mostly interested in the lost army, but hey, any metahuman that gets in their way, they're happy to torch him. Um, so that was uh, your action, and then it's Starchild's turn. Yeah, I'm going to fly down towards where um, Tempest is standing off with Bradbury, and I am going to basically fake like I'm blasting Bradbury with my brain, uh, but it's going to be a deception for a setup. Okay. Um... All right, so you basically hold so up I'm your hand. Go down and, so I'm going to get near him and say, <coughs> say you know, um, the, God, I can't remember. The, the October men were no match for my cosmic powers. Your magic will fail too, or something like that. Okay. And so deception. All right. And that's a 30 deception. Nice. Yeah, I can't beat that with that roll. Um Set up the Tempest. <laughs> All right, so yeah, you're setting up Tempest. And um, Jay, yes, but yeah, he he looks up at you and like looks like he's getting. He kind of um, drops his hand to an, into a pocket and um, looks like he's getting ready to do something, and shifts the book over into one arm where he had been holding it with both. Okay, um, and now he's uh, he's he's vulnerable. All right. That would be Starchild's turn, and then we go down to bloop, 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 uh, see, just making sure I didn't skip anyone this turn. All right, so no, um, Archon drops down next to the two of you, uh, next to Tempest and, and Starchild, um, hovering, um, she's wearing her gold and silver and blue outfit. For those who who haven't um, heard of this character before, she's basically a uh, she's a metahuman who works for the U.S. Air Force as part of a uh, a metahuman project, um, and she's actually part of the Metas program as well. But um, she encountered the heroes early on in their adventures in Beacon City and extended an offer of friendship and uh, an attempt to work together with them. But um, She's, she basically shouts out to you through through her helmet. She's kind of like an Iron Man character. Um, she shouts out through her helmet. Uh, what the, what the blazes is going on here? These, these these guys shrug off everything we throw at them, and she like shoots off a volleys of of like plasma bursts from her hands, but they seem to reflect off of. Uh, Thin air, they splatter off of thin air, sending sparks everywhere. From the bad man. 
It's like, is this... It's like, what are they, aliens? Is this an invasion? It's magic. <laughs> Just roll with it. Magic. I hate this stuff. All right. I would explain it to her, but I'm not there. Yeah. So. All right, so that was Archon's turn, and then we go down to the army. The Lost Army gets to go, and um, they are going to... Um, as as they're tramping forward, they are going to attack uh, Tempest. Tempest, what is your parry? My parry is eight. An eight? That'll hit. All right. Check my notes. Make sure. Damage. Okay. Um, you're going to have to make a toughness save against a 30. Yeet! Okay, I got a 20 total. I think I'm going to spend... I got one more. Sure, I'll spend my uh, hero point. So that's a 12, and 12 is 24. So uh, did my bruise from earlier go away? Um, yeah, you guys, okay. you guys can clear your combat conditions. We'll start over. Okay. So I believe I missed by six, so that's a, a bruise and I'm dazed. Okay. So, yep. So let's see, where's Tempest? Minus one and dazed. All right. So that was the Lost Army, and they still press forward. Um, so basically you're going as, to, as you're, as you're um, trying to get in close to... Uh, uh, Dr. Bradbury, um, one of these, uh, um, you know, a, a kind of scruffy, really emaciated looking man just kind of trundles towards you and makes a uh, backhanded motion with his, his sword arm, if you will. And this there's this whooshing sound and a huge gouge gets carved out of the ground and you get knocked back by something sharp and... Um, you know, a slash appears on your chest as you fly back. Ow, 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 ow. And um, they keep, you know, you, you basically get knocked about 30 feet back and they're still tromping forward towards you. Um, and uh, I forgot to do this. All right, so that would be uh, okay. All right. Um, then the torchbearers come charging in, and um, as they're charging towards uh, towards you guys, the lamplighters in the way. So sure. one. I'm going to break them up into three groups of a hundred because this is the first wave. <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> you know what this scene needs? More bad guys. <laughs> I, I did my best. <laughs> All right, bring it on. It's a hundred to one. Exactly. I, I mean, you know, this is the kind of odds you live for, right? <laughs> That's. I can't argue. I can't. <laughs> 
All right, so they come charging at uh, the lamplighter, and um, <laughs> they hit. Uh, what's your what's your what's your dodge? Dodge is twelve, so they need a twenty-two. Uh, they hit you exactly. Okay. All right, so you are making a damage save. A oh wait, sorry, I'm looking at the wrong. I'm looking at the lost army. Hang on a second. Um, they, actually, they actually miss. They actually Yay! miss. They rolled a nineteen, so you managed to dive out of the way of the the ball. But no, I, I like go like when they charge me, I like go roll underneath them and 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 like you know once or one or two of them know where I am and go to hit me, but mostly I'm sort of moving around inside the group. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. And that would be the torchbearers, and then um. Uh, Two more of the groups are charging towards the Lost Army, and Dr. Bradbury is going to use his held action, and um, he basically uh, holds the book up, and um, actually, no, wait, no, he, he basically pulls this pocket watch out of his, his coat pocket and points, his, points it at the, uh, the two oncoming groups of, uh, excuse me, of... Um, the torchbearers, and um, he yells out something in Latin, and uh, and I know it. Yep, he basically is 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 um, shouting uh, some sort of chemical formula. Um, it sounds like stone to air or stone. Actually, he says stone to hydrogen, and. Um, there's a huge explosion as the ground underneath the two armies erupts into flame. Okay. Uh, the two groups, rather, the the um, the two groups of torchbearers, and they are rolling toughness checks. And you basically see, um, uh, it didn't. No. Okay. So these guys aren't. Uh, aren't dead, but you see them scattered. Uh, the first two groups are kind of knocked aside and thrown about and with this huge maelstrom of fire. And, right. uh, and Dr. Bradbury smirks and he says, he says, you pathetic fools, stay out of my way. Never. Has he met us? What's that? Has he met us? Yeah. <laughs> no, he's yelling at he's yelling at the torchbearer. He's like, "You pathetic oh, okay. fools! You are so outclassed just because someone gave you, someone jumped you up with some with a little bit of hellfire. You are no match for a true sorcerer." <sighs> and um. All right. I think that's it for this round. So we start back at the top of the round with James rolling initiative for another character. Do, do, do. Do, do, do. Okay. Alrighty then. <laughs> Jade, what's your dodge? I think she might still be AFK, sir. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I think she that, uh, she had to take the dog. Ah, uh, okay. That sounds like a really strange code for 
I don't know what, but... No, she wrote, there is a dog meltdown here. Oh, she's back. <laughs> okay, so, um... Sorry, guys, were you talking about me? <laughs> hey, Lynn. My dogs are all freaking nice out. Things. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I'll listen to the podcast, you know. <laughs> spoiled again. <laughs> All right, so Lynn, um, what is your dodge for your character? Okay, dodge is seven? seven. Okay, so that's a seven. And then this character is going to move before you. Okay. All right, so starting at the top of the initiative list, it is Tempest's turn. You are dazed, so you only get one action. What are you going to do? Am I close enough to Bradbury to try to uh, uh, get in his business? You're going to... Um, uh, yes. Okay. okay. Uh, I'm going to try to um, uh, grab the book away from him. Okay. Okay. So I will do uh, an accurate attack, I guess, which is uh, attack for defense, attack for damage, and try to. Uh, was that a disarm? I guess. Uh, yeah, you're basically. Well, you're you're actually attacking um, as a disarm. I think is a minus two, unless you have improved disarm. Let me double check. Which I don't. Yeah, yeah. but uh, he is set up for you. Oh, that's yeah. true. So yeah, a, a disarm attack is actually a uh, minus two penalty. If you're at melee, if you're doing it ranged, it's minus five. Um, unless you have improved disarm, in which case you don't have the penalty. So you are at a minus two to hit, but he is... Okay, so I will accurate attack two, um, and he's vulnerable. Mm-hmm. So... Oh, and I got a good roll again. Um... So that is a 25. Okay. Um, all right. You hit a 25. That hits. Um, so you're basically going to be doing... He's got a... Um, let's see. This isn't a versus, right? This is just a resistance check. I'm sure it's a strength check. If your attack succeeds... he No, it's an opposed uh, check of your attack's damage versus this defender's strength. Yeah. So... Um, Roll a d20 and add your damage, and I'll roll... Ha 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 ha. For his strength. <laughs> okay, what did you roll? Uh, I got a... Um, let's see, I was minus two. So it's only a 31. Okay. Um, <laughs> only a 31. <laughs> Sorry, that that's... Yeah, I rolled a 19. So. Yeah. Okay. Um, you snatch this out of his hands. And um, you have the, the book, and uh, he sort of like looks at you, glares at you for a moment, and then just smirks. And he says, It will do you no good. It is indestructible. You cannot stop what has begun. We'll see about that. And uh, that's Tempest's turn. Um, okay, Jade Witch, what are you doing? Uh, well, give me a uh, 
give me a quick rundown of what I missed because okay. I was okay. chasing the dogs all over the yard. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. No, no, no. I. I <laughs> so I um, basically, you have. Okay, I'm getting the echo again. Um, yeah, I'm gonna. Hmm. All right, it's midnight. I'm looking at the time. Um, nope, I think the echo is gone. Are you guys all still there? I'm here. Okay, I'm, so we can I'm continue. Here. Good, good. All right, so the setup is that Tempest just snatched the book away from Dr. Bradbury. Dr. Bradbury is in the middle of the Lost Army, the, the Army of Vagrants that seems to be impenetrable to harm. Um, and a huge number of the torchbearers are charging from the other direction, basically intercepting the Lost Army and apparently trying to uh, attack the Lost Army and prevent them from getting to the center of town. Um, mm -hmm. And they're using their hellfire. Um, there was a huge explosion set off by uh, Dr. Bradbury, who was using some sort of transmutation spell to transform the ground underneath their feet into an explosive uh, chemical compound. And then uh, the lamplighter is sort of in the middle of the, the chaos. Um, looks like he's trying to dodge and weave his way through the torchbearers to get to towards the tower or towards the clock tower uh, even though he hasn't he, ha he can't see it yet he just knows it's somewhere in the grassy knoll um, and I think that's about it did I miss anything? Uh, Starchild gave her a setup that's right so she's oh. got a setup on Bradbury if she wants it <laughs> and I just yoinked the book out of his hands and I have no idea what I'm gonna what to do with it now that maybe I've got you, it though. Maybe you can get the book to figure out what the contract is, Jade. Yeah, I think that's what I should do too. Do, is there any kind of a any kind of a role I should make to speed read? <laughs> I mean I know that sounds retarded, but you know what I'm trying to say. I mean what sure. what do I what do I do? Um, basically well first you need to get your hands on the book and in this case um, I think your easiest approach is uh, um, just to grab it with your ghost hand. Yeah, you've got. Yeah. I think you have telekinesis, don't you? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do. Yeah. So. So you yeah, wave your yank. hand, and the book yanks up out of uh, um, Tempest's hands and flies into yours. And uh, you're flipping through the book, trying to to find the most recent contract. There's about forty or fifty pages that are stained <laughs> with blood and unreadable. Mm. Um, but you get to the more recent pages and um, um, you start reading the contract, which of course is written in an arcane mix of Latin and ancient Atlantean. So you're going to roll <laughs> a uh, expertise magic to try and decipher this. Okay. I love it when the only person in the group uh, gets the thing that only she can read. That's exactly as it should be. I know, yeah. And then her die rolls exactly as you should expect. Uh, <laughs> no, actually, it wasn't that bad. I, I, I got a, a a big, solid, average 10. So uh, 10 plus the 12 for expertise magic is a 22. And if I need more, I will spend points. Um, 22 will actually do it. You're skimming okay. through this and trying not to miss any important points. But it looks like the contract of this is complete once um, the Lost Army um, 
manages to escort uh, Dr. Bradbury into the clock tower. Basically, they have to get him inside it. And once they do, they've completed their mission. Okay. So let me make sure I understand what's going on here. If they complete their mission, they get their souls back? Mm-hmm. And, 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 uh, and the power of the Lost Army returns to the book. Okay, so we need to hold off the Hellfire people. So we, yeah, well, they don't actually pose any threat to him. I mean, he blew most of them up. So we're going to let him get into the clock tower and then stop him once he's inside. Is that the plan? I, I think that's, that's what I'm getting. It, yeah. Let him get in, but then take care of it, the problem when he's in there. Okay. Because that will get the, the homeless people freed. All right. I love this plan. Glad to be a part of it. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> now the question is, how do, what do you do with your thousand or so uh, torchbearers that are trying to get in the way? You said there were three hundred a minute ago. Yeah, the, and, and I said there were about a thousand that were running towards it, and like ah. I broke up the first wave into three one oh, hundred groups. I see. Okay. Um, but there's still more pouring from behind the, the clock tower. They kind of split around it and are coming around the uh, roundabout and charging towards the uh, the other enemy army. I don't um, really think that the torch bears pose much of a threat to the, the lost army. Uh, maybe, but uh, the um, the wizard doesn't seem to be pulling punches either, so he's right. using lethal force. Yeah, right, okay. Can you dig a trench? Can you use your power to burn a trench in the ground that they can't cross? The torch bears, yeah, but you probably get better with luck with Tempest on that. He's the property destruction guy. <laughs> yeah, well, I know Tempest can do it. <laughs> I'm trying to think who hasn't gone yet. <laughs> oh, you know, you make me feel real small, Jay Witch. I just don't want to know. <laughs> I know Tempest can do it, but I'm trying well, to find I'm... something for you to do. Trying to help you out here, man. Come on. I got, I got an action, all right? He's got a plan. I've got a plan. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Okay. All right. So, yes, um, indeed. Is there anybody that I haven't honked off tonight? (laughs) I don't have much time left. (laughs) I don't want to miss anybody. (laughs) All right. So, um,. I guess that's the end of Jade Witch's turn, um, and we're going to go down to uh, uh, Lamplighter's turn. All right. Uh, well, I want to get in the clock tower, uh, but okay. there in the um, in the old in second edition and in first edition, there used to be a, uh, a use of hero points that you could spend to get inspiration, to get sort of a hint on what to do, or to get some sort of Intuition. Do they still have that rule? Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, let me go ahead and uh, jump to the the uses of hero points section here for the listeners. If I can, I'm trying to I, I'm trying to figure out if I can get some guidance on whether or not uh, do I have a hunch that I should get inside that clock tower, or would it be better to try to solve this problem outside the building? Like I guess by fighting the. Uh, the torch bearers 
Okay. Well, the use of hero points include the ability to edit a scene. You can, like, add or change certain details. Sure. Um, uh, you can use it for a heroic feat, which would be to gain the benefits of a feat that you haven't bought. We've shown sure. that. Um, there's the ability to improve a roll by re-rolling it, and we've shown that. There's inspiration, which is what uh, Jason's talking about, and that's the ability to spend a hero point to gain sudden inspiration in the form of a hint, clue, or a bit of help from the GM. Yeah, perfect. Um, that's, that's what I'm doing. Okay, so you're spending one of your hero points on inspiration. Yeah, my, 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 my personal desire is to get inside the building, but cause I, I can do that. But if, if that would be stupid, please tell me. Um, tell you what, keep your hero point because um, you don't seem to be lost right now. I'm I'm gonna let you go on your own. Your your instincts seem to be guiding you. Fine. All right, great. Well then, I will um I will illuminate the I will um illuminate the the grassy knoll with the lamp. Uh, and I will use my nullify power, and I will spend a hero point on my ultimate effort nullify, so that I don't need to roll. Okay. And that will give me uh, 31 on the on the uh, power check. Okay. All right. There's a huge flash of light as you know he. This is it's sort of an eye of Agamotto effect. Yeah, he's like shining this light, and there's a shimmer in the air as this building begins to materialize for everyone now, and you see this this like. 200-year-old clock tower materializing in the middle of the, the square. Um, and where there was a grassy knoll, there's now a large clock tower that's surrounded by uh, a sidewalk. And um, it's in the center of the, the roundabout, in the center of town. And um, you see there's, there's a... Um, it's kind of like a church-like appearance. It's very gothic, old architecture, but uh, you see these two pillars, uh, actually two two rows of pillars supporting an entrance to the clock tower building. Um, and on each side of the pillars, you see um, statues that look like uh, um, either knights or some sort of saints, but uh, they're old and kind of uh, corroded over. But uh, each one of them is, is carrying what looks like a, a sword or some sort of weapon. All right, well, I would like to try to run inside. The lamplighter is charging into the entrance yeah. of the building. That's right. And um, that is your movement action. So now please, we please move... Please tell me it's dark in there. Oh, it's dark in there. Excellent, because I have dark vision and favorite environment, darkness. <laughs> cool. Um, <laughs> so now we... Uh, Let's see. Um, actually, you are charging into the room and uh, are, are charging towards the entrance, and the door is, of course, bolted shut. It's this big, huge, oh. iron-braced doorway. Um, it looks old, and the metal looks somewhat corroded, but, um, you know, you stop in front of the doorway and, and uh, are, you know, that, that would be kind of like the end of your action. You're, you're okay. like about ready to... I'm, I'm guessing you're going to use your... your 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 lamp to blast the doors open. Probably, yeah. Um, when you hear tisk tisk tisk, and he doesn't even say hello, um, and you turn around to see the floating skull drop down from the rafters, and uh -huh. um, and he says, "Well, we won't." It's like, "Well, 
no fear. I prepared a welcoming party for you. And he turns and spits out a curse that animates uh, four of the statues around you. Uh, they basically spits out this green fire from his mouth, and then these statues just come to life, like slowly at first, stretching their muscles as they step off of their pedestals, and then drawing their weapons. Um, I have one word for you. What's that? Tempest. Tempest. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Actually, I'm gonna have Jason roll a will check. Okay. I rolled a 12 plus my will, which I think is a 12 also, so that's 24. 24. All right. Um, Unless this is fear. Is this fear? Nope. Oh. Um, but uh, it, is, it, is a, um, uh, it is a curse, and you, you basically um, are dropping into a fight fighting stance you're about to call for tempest when the lamp in your chest seems to flare up and the light just washes over all the statues and they vanish from where they were standing in front of you and reappear back on the the pedestals it was it was an illusion oh the oh i see so they didn't actually they weren't actually animated at all nope oh this is ah well all right then plan b Yes, yes. <laughs> Cannot fool the lamp of truth. <laughs> the floating skull, by the way, for anybody listening, is exactly that. He is a ghost who inhabits his own skull and floats around in the air. Um, he was a uh, a Victorian occultist back in the day, and he is also a member of the October Men. Um, so, because, as I said, the one thing the scene needed was more villains. <laughs> <laughs> I said I was and doing. James always likes to oblige. I do. I, I want to make you guys happy. <laughs> All right. So the um, the next person to go is Starchild. Um. Yeah. Okay. Let's see here. I don't have a lot that I can probably do to Bradbury. But, um, and we want him to get to the tower, we've decided. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to fly over and try to paralyze a bunch of the torchbearers. All right. So you can actually allow them to group up and kind of take them on in as large a group as you want. I'm going to kind of give you the option Sounds here. Um, I think uh, up to a thousand would be a force rank nine. Um up to 150 would be, or 140 would be a force rank seven. So I'll let you decide if you wanted to try and take on a thousand of them. Um, yeah, I will. Actually, I'm going to burn a hero point since okay. I've still got some to up the power of my paralysis to nine. Okay. So that's equal equal that. You can also use extra effort to in to add on to that. Um, at least well, one rank. So, um, basically, when you're using extra efforts, you have the option of not spending the hero point and just taking fatigue instead. Um, but, I'd uh, rather not take fatigue. 
So. <laughs> okay. Well, generally speaking, you can spend the hero point the turn after, so you can kind of make that decision okay. on your next round. Um, Sounds good. Okay. All right. Gotcha. So you can go ahead and unleash your power. Now, this is the mental paralysis. Is that what you were doing? Yeah, so, so its power level is 9. So you resist it. With a 19? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and I get a 13 total. So okay, that's that going to... Or, sorry, 14. So that's a 14 total. Minus a 19 is 5. So they take 1 degree... Okay, so that's not going to be a lot, but let's see here. That is, sorry, paralysis. We can end up on Hero Lab. Uh, they are dazed. So I have dazed a thousand men. Yep. <laughs> that's what the ladies say. Yep. <laughs> Better than Cotton Hill's fitty men, I'll tell you that. <laughs> All right, so that's uh, Starchild's turn, and then... We go down to. Um, I'm gonna move this down to. Uh, okay. Um, see everybody else starts off at a ten, right? So. Yeah. Uh, did we miss Tempest this round, or? Um, no, you, I you ripped were the book out of his hands. Was yeah. that this round? No, I think I think we haven't missed you. So we're down to yeah. you go, uh, you Ar- Archon, who is basically um, following your lead, and she is going to try and using her stun blasts um, help to uh, scatter, or at least um, yeah, she's basically aiding you guys. So she gives you guys uh, she's she's attacking the torchbearers to throw them off balance with like re- you know repeat fire blasts into the middle of them kind of throwing them off balance um so she's basically um and she's got uh she's got a special ability for this so she's giving a- each of you she's aiding anyone who goes after the uh the torchbearers um for the rest of this turn until her next turn gets a plus 2 okay and um, that would be Archon's turn, and then we go down to uh, the Lost Army, and they are going to push forward. And currently, there is that uh, you guys have managed to keep the torchbearers back, so they're not they're not confronting them yet. So they're tromping towards. They're about halfway across the roundabout now. Um, now there's the uh, Torchbearers who can only move or attack, and they're going to spend this round launching fireballs at uh, Archon, and they miss terribly. Okay, so that's the end of this turn. Um, oh, wait, Dr. Bradbury goes on nine. I missed him. I knew I missed somebody. Um, he is going to be going total defense. Okay, that ends this turn. Now we start over with. Tempest, who is no longer dazed, right? Or is he... No, he's still dazed. So. Um, no, I think I was dazed the previous round oh, no, by the right. Lost Army. Right. Yeah. You're right. right, you're right. So you are no longer dazed. Okay, so... Well, if the if the uh, army will get their souls back when uh, Laughing Boy gets into the tower, then mm-hmm. I think I want to grab him and drag him into the tower. Okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> so you're going to try and grab him and kidnap him in order to expedite the process. Well, there's yes. villains in the way of the tower. I will jump over them. <laughs> you can't get in. There's only one entrance. Oh. Well, I'll get to the tower and then I'll make a hole. <laughs> All right, Tempest is going to try and grab um, the doctor, um, who, not really knowing what you're up to, is going to resist. Well, I'm going to say, doctor needs to go to the uh, doctor needs to go to the. Okay, uh, your line. Your line is. Your line is, Doctor Bradbury. We have to get you to the church on time. That's what I say. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So you are going to make a grab attack. So this is uh, a melee versus his parry. Go ahead and roll. Yeah, I didn't roll that good. Um, I got a total of 17. Okay, since he's actively defending, he rolls a a die 20, and he gets a 16 on the die. Uh, plus his parry of 8, which is a 24. Okay, so I missed. Yeah, he, he dodges, and as he dodges, it seems like he flickers out of existence and, and appears a few feet away. And um, and uh, he's, like, backing away from you, you know, still in step with his soldiers. And, and he says, Oh, your simple tricks won't work on me, boy. No, no, I'm throwing you in the briar patch. <laughs> All right, so that was uh, Tempest's action. You get a move action now. Well, I'm. We'll just move to keep up with him. Okay. All right. So then we go to uh, Jade Witch. Okay. All right. So. It sounds like you guys have pretty much got the uh, the torchbearers under control. Do you do y'all need me to help with that? They're all dazed right now. Which yeah, means I think I, I think uh, Lamplighter may need help with uh, with uh, the floating skull. What I really need is the door opened. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I'm leaning towards too. Is thinking that the door needs to be that the door is my my project, but just. Wanted to see if anybody else had a problem that they <laughs> that they needed, you know, hey, which you've had. Why don't you get down here and speak friend and enter for us? Right? Okay, yeah. <laughs> Melon. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so so this door. The front door. You're you're zooming past the skull, and um, how rude. Um, you're going to try and. Uh, to break the wards on this door. Uh, yeah. You can brute force it with a spell, or you can try and uh, do a skill challenge to open it. Uh, it's up to you. If skill you want. challenge. Skill challenge will take uh, I'm voting. a little longer. Hmm? Uh, I think I'm going to vote for skill challenge. I mean, how long are we talking about? Uh, it might take a, a couple of rounds. You'll need to get a certain number of successes before it'll open. You won't. You won't know okay. how many successes though. It's up to you. I guess I guess I'd better try raw power then. Faster is better. Okay. All right. Then you can roll. Let's see. Uh, your nullify is eight. Mm-hmm. And um, nullifies all powers, but you know that's a broad spectrum nullify. 
So basically all you have to do is beat its roll, whatever it is. So go ahead and roll a d20 and add your 8 to it. Okay. That would be uh, not so good. 14. Okay, did you want to spend a hero point on that? Yes, I do. Okay. And trying that again. Rolled an 11, so that's a 21. No, um, it's 11 or... If, if, if it were 10 or lower, you add 10. Then I add 10. Okay, so yeah. it's 11. So 11 plus 8 is 19. Is that any better? Um, yeah. Uh, it is just enough. Um, she, she throws, you know, I, I'm, as I recall, you use like green light or is your spell or whatever. Your mm-hmm. Yeah, it's most of my effects are green. Yeah. She gestures and this, this green fire roils off of the doors and there's this shudder as um, a warding spell snaps and you can actually see the doors starting to age in front of your eyes as they tumble inwards. And there's darkness stretching beyond. Um, and the skull is like, oh, bloody hell. <laughs> well, that's got to be good. <laughs> um, so that was Jade Witch's turn. And then we have the skull's turn. And he's like, ah. Well, let's. Hmm. He, he he glares at the witch, and then he uh, he says, "Let's try this my way, you cursed woman!" And uh, he spits a curse at you, and you need to roll a uh, a will save. Okay. A will check. Not a coat check, but a will check. Not a coat check. No coats for me. Okay. The um the will thingy is fourteen and I rolled a six, so twenty. Twenty? Okay. Um not quite enough. Um you can feel this curse like eating into your mind. Um he's Ew. basically uh like it's like a shock of cold water over you and you look up and you can feel his will trying to exert itself over you. Um, currently, you're not uh, you're not losing control of yourself, but you only get one action a turn instead of two. Uh, okay. Until you, until you shake and shake off this uh, curse, if but you can tell it's still trying to force its way into into controlling you. And once it does, it will turn you on your friends. You can you can feel it whispering and and like distorting the images of your friends so they become your enemies. I hate those spells. All right, so that was the end of Jade's turn, and that was the end of the Skull's turn, and now it is the Lamplighter's turn. Uh, doors open to the to the building. Yep. Oh, I'm so in there. Okay, you dash past. Yes, uh, clock tower. I am in you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I I assume you're trying to disappear inside the clock tower? Indeed. Go ahead and roll your stealth check. <laughs> okay. Hold on. Alright, I'm stealth eight. Let's roll here. Uh, I rolled a 19, plus eight is 27. Nice. Okay. You disappear inside... 
and uh, um, inside the clock tower, um, you see a winding stair that goes up around the inner tower, uh, okay. or I'm sorry, the, the, the inner wall of the tower, and you know you can see the the floors going up, um, you know, uh, cutting the this or you know intercepting your view of the stairway. About yeah. excuse me, goodness, sorry, sneezing time. Um, you can see it goes up about 50 feet before the first um, floor cuts it off, and you think this, the the clock tower is about 60 feet tall or 80 feet tall, somewhere in there. So you think that maybe there's something up above that floor, but yeah. not much. And you see the pendulum for the tower is swinging down to this room. I see. Okay, so... Um, um, but right. uh, there, there, there seems to be, like, old like skeletons of rooms that were down here like uh you know like they had set up in different offices or rooms but they've rotted away over the years and the, all that's left is like the the crude framework of, of different rooms but the actual structure of the tower looks sound okay well i think i'm moving up okay uh, as, as fast as i can while still using stealth if i uh, uh, if the rule is that you have to would have speed to use stealth, then that's what I'm doing. Now you dash up the stairs quietly, um, and then it is the Star Child's turn. Ah, okay. Sorry, just got back. No, uh, okay. Uh, all right. So it I'm, looks like um, um, Jade Witch is now uh, in some sort of battle with the. Uh, the floating skull and um, the, excuse me, the uh, the torchbearers are uh, are trying to pick on, uh, they're trying to uh, blast um, your friend Archon out of the sky, Captain Archon. Yeah, um, um, I'm gonna zap the, uh, I'm gonna switch uh, switch to um, <clears throat> ego blast on the uh, torchbearers. Okay, all one thousand of them. Yeah, I'm gonna cut it down to the next level down. So okay, that'd be 150. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and I'm spending a hero point to not be fatigued. <laughs> okay. After my extra effort. Yep. And so that's. In, sure, you sure you don't want to try and take them all out in one swell foop? No, that's okay. Okay. So, um, so that is a DC 21 damage save. Um, Will, is your um. Is your uh, mental paralysis cumulative? No. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, so this is versus a seven difficulty. And that's going to be uh, 12. What was the damage, or what's the effect value again? Uh, 21. Okay, so that would be um, 16. Okay. Uh, so that KOs about 140 of them. Nice. All right. So you're down to, let's see, about uh, 600 left. Um, okay. I, I count it. I, I, um, I'm counting the, uh, the 300 that initially charged you guys. Uh, the 200 that... Um, uh, that uh, Bradbury took out, and then the 100 in the middle that uh, 
I, I didn't. Yeah, they, they weren't taken out. That's right. No, they're they still were, there. They're they're still there. So we're at, uh, yeah, we're still at about seven hundred. Okay. Um. So yeah, we're counting in the hundreds here, folks. <laughs> um. All right. So that's. Did you want to do a movement action, or are you done? I'm going to move towards the tower. Okay. Um. Are you flying up to the top of the tower? Or are you going down through the towards the front door where uh, Jade Witch and the uh, Skull I'm are? I'm going to fly to the top of the tower and see if there's a way in from above. Okay. All right. And then that would mean it is now, I believe, Tempest's down 23. That's 18. Uh, Archon gets to go. She's going to keep aiding you guys. And then... Dr. Bradbury is going to nuke the hundred guys in front of him. Actually, no, wait. I'm going to say that's the hundred that you guys already took out. So he's just walking across their their bodies with his troops. Um, and then the lost army tr- uh, tromps forward, and they're unimpeded. And then the torchbearers are going to move to try and intercept them belatedly and uh, they are attacking the lost army in melee and they do not succeed in doing anything effective but as you guys see the the torchbearers charging forward they're firing these these um, bolts of fire uh, there's this black blue fire actually hits the um, the uh, the silhouette of the uh, the of the lost army, and you can see it actually seems to cause them to stagger back and um, and and reel from it. So whatever this hellfire is, it seems to have some impact on the lost army, like it actually affects them. Okay. Um, so um, unless you guys clear the way for them, they will not be able to punch through. Um, oh, I see. And then that's the end of the torchbearer's turn. And they are no longer da- or wait, actually no. That, now they get to roll a resistance check to shake off the mental paralysis, and they don't. So they are still dazed. And now we flip over to Tempest's turn. Okay. Uh, look, look, Chief. I really was trying to get you to the church on time, but uh, <laughs> if you don't want to go, I'm still going to take you. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, you're gonna try and grapple him again? Yeah. Alright, roll an attack check. Ah, that was even worse. And I'm out of hero point, so. No way! You had like four! I spent them all in quick succession. <laughs> well, keep in mind, he didn't declare total defense this round, so what did you roll? Oh, that's true. Uh, I got a 15. Um. That's going to hit. Ah, excellent. Because he's an old librarian. Yeah. Okay, well, I... Uh, now I think I make an opposed strength check with this Yutz. Um, yep, he's got to roll against you. <laughs> Actually, no, 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 it's not opposed this round. This round it's just him resisting your strength plus 10. Um, okay. So what is your strength plus 10? 22. 22, that is not going to resist your strength plus 10. All right. <laughs> okay. You basically grab him and pick him up. What do you... How, okay. I will leap to the uh, entrance of the uh, of the clock tower. Okay. You see that the doors are torn asunder. Um, 
you have enough movement to run past uh, her and into the in, into the building. Yeah, I'll do that. Okay. Alrighty. And the look moment, outside to see if the moment anything you, you funky cross happens the, with the army. Yeah, the moment you cross the threshold, there's this strange blue-white eruption that uh, comes from the book Jade, which is holding. And Jade, this is so distracting, it's going to give you a chance to go ahead and roll another will check to try and shake off the uh, <laughs> the effects of the... Gesundheit. Thank you. Um, okay. Go ahead That's and roll a uh, will check to see if awesome. you can snap out of the, the, uh, the mind control. 15 and 14, so 29. That's nice. much better. Yes. All right, you managed to shake it off. Um and basically, this this white ripple of um, ghost fire just kind of shoot, you know, blasts out from the book, and it like rips through the the lost army, and then just kind of pulls back, um, and you see all of the silhouettes of these these giant knights kind of disappear as this energy gets pulled back into the book, and there's a um, a hissing sound from the book as it uh, as the contract is completed, and um, you see the uh, the latch on the book kind of click shut, chink, automatically, um, and you see all these these um, poor homeless people kind of standing bewildered in the streets, and they're surrounded now by uh, the torchbearers who are wielding flaming weapons. Oh, crap! <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> Tempest. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> All right, so that was uh, Tempest action, and now it's, um, uh, I think it is uh, Jade Witch's turn? Yes. Okay. And and I have my own brain back now. Yep. Phew. You basically I'm, see about... I think, uh, I think I need to do something... About now that he's in the building where he wanted to be, and the contract is dealt with, now the uh, the homeless people who they got their souls back, but if they want to keep them for a little while, I'm gonna have to do something about these torch guys. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking either because I can do I can do a create. Uh, you could try and create a big wall around them, or you could try and actually take out the entire army of a thousand villains. Um, that's up to you. You could nullify their torches. Don't you have like an anti-magic spell? Uh, that's a thought. Of course, even if they don't have their torches, they could still beat them up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, sure. so that's a thought. Um, if you can damage them, you know, just damage them. You got your, you know, keep in mind yeah, you're only if you have, attack them. As I have one bolt. Mm-hmm. I have mystic bolt. So. Oh, bolts of bedevilment, lady. Bolts are good. Right. <laughs> Even better than rocks. Okay, let's let's bolt these people. <laughs> All right. So you are going to attack the crowd, um, and uh, you're attacking the torchbearers. So, go ahead and roll your attack roll. Okay. So that is oh another beautiful average ten, uh, and the uh, the bolt is a damage twelve, and it looks it says plus eight to hit, so that would be an eighteen. Okay, 
So it's an 18, and this ha and the defense does not get a force rank modifier. Um, so it is strictly the defense of the individuals. So you hit an 18, that hits them easily. Um, now you have to do damage to them, and they are getting their toughness bonus from numbers. So what's your damage bonus? Is 12? 12, right. Okay. So they have to beat a 27. All right. And a 3 does not beat a 27. <laughs> Actually, 3 plus 9 is a 12, so they missed it by 15. They are still KO'd. Um, awesome. Nice. Awesome. So the Jade Witch can describe her amazing uh, attacks that... You know, this basically takes place over time, so it's not like a one-round thing, but you can describe how you wipe out an entire army of a thousand, you know, angry villager-type torchbearers. I'm, I will fly a short distance up into the air, put my thumbs together and spread my fingers out, and send, like, a barrage of green bolt sparks in a flat arc. Uh, out of the span of my hand so that they're coming out at about head height for the crowd and okay. they just bounce through the crowd <laughs> you get a hero point for the pew pew pews do I seriously <laughs> <laughs> pew pew oh my god lasers <laughs> you're, fire, you're charging your lasers um, alright so you have um, you have wiped out the uh the torchbearers, and um, this leads you to, uh, or this leads us to, the next person who is, um, bu -bu -bum. that would be, uh, Jade Witch is gone. That means it is time for the lamplighter again. Uh, so I'm inside the tower, mm -hmm. and I'm climbing up to the top of the tower. Right. What's yep. there? All right, you are running up the stairs, and since you can see in darkness as if it were broad daylight, yeah. um, you basically see all of these gears and, and um, you know, the, yeah. all, you know the, the, the slow tick-tocking of the gears. Yeah. And you run towards, um, you, you follow the, the, the wall up onto this level and kind of run across the room, and there's this huge... Um, uh, what what looks like a a, um, a pedestal with um, uh, runes scrawled across it. Sure. Um, and um, sitting on top of that pedestal um, is a uh, uh, a chest that looks like it's about I want to say about uh, four feet across, you know, four feet long by. Uh, two feet wide and about two feet high rectangular chest that uh, looks like it's um, bolted shut like it's it's um, and bolted down onto the pedestal like it's um, essentially nailed down as part of the decor yeah okay alright now I'm going to spend the hero point on inspiration okay because I would like a clue here should I you know, should I get the chest out of the building? Can I sort of short circuit this whole thing? 
or is it safe to open it and get the thing out? You know, or should I just wait here and ambush? Your 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 gut instinct. I'll take that hero point. Your gut instinct is 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 not to move this thing unless you because you've seen some bad stuff happen when you messed yep. with uh, magical stuff already tonight. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. you're 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 thinking this definitely looks like what he's probably after, but you'd much rather try and and uh, and ambush him. If, okay. If he good. gets up this far. Great. Okay, and that's exactly what I'm doing. I am okay. placing myself in ambush. Okay. Waiting for I'll be the you know the emergency. Okay. Do you wanna do you wanna roll a new stealth check or stick with your original one? I was doing pretty good, but um, I can. You want me to roll now, or do you want me to wait until I get looked at? No, I'll just I'll just uh, go by your original stealth check and, and have some. Okay, yeah. Points. Whenever you want to tell me to roll, you know, whatever you can. But I've I've got stealth of eight, and okay. so at the but um. I, I seem to remember you rolled pretty high. So what yeah, was the total? I, I also have like athletics and acrobatics. So if there's like some place up in the corner of this room, like if I can, sure, you can like, you can scramble up into the rafters and, and yeah, yeah, because that that'll help a lot. Yeah. Uh, and I'll just hang out there because. As we have established, thanks to Jade Witch, I'm not the powerhouse on this team. But, <laughs> but I, <laughs> uh, yes. But I, but I am doing what my job is, which is to be Batman. So that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> All right. All right. So that was um, the Lamplighter's turn, and then uh, Star Child. Okay, I'm coming down the stairs, or I've. I've gotten to the top of the building. Is the tower? Is there a way in? Oh yeah. Um, there are some broken windows at the top, and you managed to drift in through one of these open windows. And actually, um, uh, because you're not really hiding anything, and I think you have <laughs> kind of an obvious. Uh, do you have subtle on your flight? I can't remember. No. No. Okay, so you kind of glow a bit as you float sure. in, and uh, the lamplighter can see you. But I figure you're both mentally connected, so. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you're aware of each other, um, but you're basically in the same room that he's in now, and you see the artifact that that he's concerned about. Can I break mental communication? Uh, sure. Because sure. I do not want to be detected, and if he, if Bradbury can eavesdrop on our mental communication, this will be blown. Okay. So, uh, okay. so I I brought I break mental communication before if I see a hint that he's flying in the room. Okay. Okay. That's assuming he can't just read you like a book. Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> assuming. Okay. So I'm figuring that he has to, you know, somehow be able to see me or know where I am to do that. I'm just taking every precaution I can take. Yep. All right. So. Sure. The, um, um, all right. So you you float into the room and you see the artifact on the ground. What are you going to do? Um, I have no ability to analyze this thing. I'm going to look for stairs heading down. Okay, you float down know. the you float down the stairs that uh, that he just stealthed up. Okay. Well, I don't know that he can. No, I know, I know, I know. I'm just so, yeah, uh, clarifying just for the audience. Okay. Um. So that is Starchild's turn. Uh, your movement. Um, and that's actually uh. You still have enough. You still have enough to do an action. So when you get down there, you see Tempest and uh, Doctor Bradbury um, on the ground in the uh, in the in the grand hall down here. Um, Bradbury struggling to try and break free of uh, 
uh, Tempest's grapple. Mm. Yeah, I could. I don't think I'm going to have much of an effect on Bradbury, but I can try to paralyze him. Okay. Yeah. So that's a uh, an 18 uh, will save. Okay. Um. All right. Make a will save against an 18. I have to, or you have to? You have to. Oh, really? Yeah. That's interesting. He's... Um, ooh, I got to burn my last hero point. <laughs> <laughs> Rolled a 17. Okay, that's better. That is going to be a 27. Okay. You cast out your mental paralysis and it immediately backlashes back on you. He's got some sort of spell that's reflecting your powers at you. Ah, uh, okay. Um, but you're able to shake it off. Fair enough. Alright, so that was your action, and then the skull gets to go, and he zooms in the room, and, uh, actually, he's gonna, let me double check here, what would he do at this point? Um, well, presumably he's here to stop Bradbury. Uh, not anymore, actually, at this point, um... He turns and uh, he says, very well, (laughs) you've won this time, heroes. I've always wanted to say that. (laughs) He zips over and he says, but this little toy is going to be ours. And he spits a curse at the book um, that uh, Jade is holding. And basically the green color of his his spell smacks into the the book and like rushes over it and um it starts to sizzle and hiss in your hands um make a uh make a um uh you will call this a fortitude check okay oh what a terrible roll uh how about a nine okay (laughs) All together. <laughs> That's pretty stinky. <laughs> okay. Um, you um, you basically uh, have to drop the book because it's eating into your hands. Um, I'm going to give you a, mm-hmm. a, a dodge check to uh, um, to avoid taking. Actually, wait. You you rolled a nine. Mm-hmm. This was uh, difficulty. Your your total was a nine. My total was a nine. Yeah, I rolled a big three. All right, 22. So um, you're actually, uh, this is essentially um, going to do damage to you. And uh, okay. this is, let's see, um, 15 plus, what is it, 12. So 27 minus 9 is... 18. Ugh. It basically, there's a huge flashing sizzle, and um, you get thrown back from the book, and uh, the Jade Witch is knocked unconscious. Oh, wow. Unless you want to spend a hero point and re-roll that. Do you have any hero points left? I I have one. (laughs) Um, It's not going to do you any good if you don't use it now. Yeah, isn't that the truth? All right, let's try this again. Okay, that's much nicer. 
And this was a fortitude check, right? Yep. So 17 and 6 is 23. 23. All right. So you take uh, 23 from 27 means that you actually only take four points of, or four result points, which is a minus one to your toughness. Okay. Uh-huh. Much better. <laughs> Basically, it's like, it's, 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 it's pushing you back and you can feel, it's like an acidic fire burning on your hands, but you're, uh, you can either drop the book or, or clench it, but it's going to keep attacking you every round you're touching the book. I'll hold it with my ghost hand. Okay. Let like, go of it with my real hands and just hold it with the telekinesis. All right. So that's the skull's turn. Um, and then we get to go down to, uh, let's see, uh, 10, I think, is Archon, who's still going to mop up the, the thugs outside and, and keep them from attacking the uh, innocents. They're starting to scatter or surrender. Um, the police are all are like converging on this area now, um, and we're gonna drop down to see the lost army is not there anymore, and the torchbearers are on the run. So this leaves us with Doctor Bradbury, who is going to attempt to use a spell to uh, escape Tempest's clutches. Sorry. And he does. He basically. He says, you fool. It's like, this is exactly where I needed to be. And he pulls out his, or he grips his pocket watch again, and there's a flicker of pseudo-motion as he disappears from your arms. Uh, Disappears from Tempest's arms. All right. Um, And he appears in the top floor um, and is running towards the uh, the chest. Yeah. All right. Um, and that was his action. Uh, and then we flip around. Um, and I'm going to actually let Lamplighter go first because he was sort of lurking in wait here. So, um, Lamplighter, do you want to go ahead and take an action, try and get the oh, drop on him? I... I'm sort of readying an attack for when he is opening the chest. Okay. Well, uh, he, uh, is he already is, about ready to do that? He's running towards the chest. Um, if you wanted to get him in his in, in the back while he's charging towards it, you can, or you can well, wait. Um, I'm I'm gonna I want him at maximum possible distraction. So I'm I'm gonna ready an attack for when he's opening the chest. Okay. Um, All right, so what's everybody else doing? We'll start with Tempest. What are you doing? Uh, Yeah, I will run up the stairs and try to pound the guy. Okay. Um, You're running up the stairs just as a, um, a wall of, like, stone kind of leaps up in front of you. Um, you get a hero point, but uh, you're going to have to smash through this stone wall. Go ahead and um, I'll just roll a defense for it. Use your strength. What's your strength at 12? Yeah. Ass- assuming that you do want to power through it and you're not oh, going to yeah. stop. Okay. Hey, All right. Kool-Aid. Yeah, Kool-Aid, man. You charge through the wall, <laughs> but uh, it does it does slow you down. Um, and then uh, 
let's see, the uh, next person to go was, that was Tempest, um, then it was Lamplighter and Starchild. Oh, no, I'm sorry, Jade, Jade Witch. I was going to say. Yep, um, sorry. <laughs> it's getting late. My eyes are... I, I know, I'm getting kind of... Yeah, I'm, I'm getting too. Alright, let's let's get this done. Um now if I uh if I'm understanding right, this tower is it's not open bottom to top, right? So if I wanted to fly up to the next room I'd have to sort of fly up the stairwell. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Or, or you can fly up the pendulum space. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that that thing. Okay, so I'll zip up there so I can see what's going on. All right, you you fly up into this upper space, and you see him running over towards this big, gray, dusty chest that seems to be part of the the decor. Um, And from your perspective, you can see a bunch of gears and stuff um, that seem to connect the box to the pedestal. Uh, It's like it's part of the clock mechanism somehow. Hmm. Do I think that I could disconnect the mechanism with uh, a good blast? You want to try and blow up the clock, the clock gears. The uh, if if it's like here's the box and then here's the connecting bits and then here's the big clock mechanism, then I just want to aim at the the connecting part. If if it's not quite like that, if I have to just destroy gears, then then I'll just destroy gears. But I want to dis- my goal is to disconnect the box okay. from everything um, else. You can try and try and use an expertise magic roll. Uh, see if you can. Um, actually, no, wait. That wouldn't be. It would be a mechanism. So, um, yeah, you're gonna need to blast it. Okay. Uh, you don't. You don't really have time to sit down and try and pull it apart or do anything fancy. So. Yeah. I'll roll a toughness check for the uh, the tower and. Because it's not going to dodge, but it probably does, not. Um, you blast at it, and the, the 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 fire kind of scatters across the podium and and around the place. And um, Bradbury looks up at you, surprised that at your presence, and then snarls and waves a hand. You get a hero point because he's taking an extra action. And okay. um, uh, what? Actually, roll a toughness check. Okay. 14 plus 13, so 27. 27. Okay. Um, you do not take any damage from this, um, but uh, it basically buffets you with, like, a telekinetic swat. Like, he just swings his hand, and, like, he's using his own ghost hand against you. And, mm-hmm. like, you can feel it smack into you, but you don't take any damage. You're able to um, throw up some temporary shields uh, using your, your spells. You guys need to get into a ghost hand slap contest. I know it's going to be the epic. It's going to be epic. Some wrestling. All right. <laughs> All right. So that's um, Jade Witch's turn, and now we go down to uh, Lamplighter or Stars um, Starchild uh, going next. What are you guys doing? What's the plan, Lamplighter? Oh uh, wait. Um. By the way, I almost forgot. You were holding on to the book, so you brought the book up with you with your uh, with your ghost hand, right? Yeah. 
So as soon as you shifted to your mystic bolt, you basically tossed the book aside. Yeah, it drops. I dropped it back down through the pendulum hole. Okay. So it's at least out of sight. Yep. Starshot, why don't you distract him? Okay, yeah. I'm going to try one more distraction setup. Um, I'm running out of imagination at this hour, so... Uh, <laughs> I'm going to fly up and shout, what's that behind you? <laughs> Psych- psychically. <laughs> so it's blasting him with both audible and mental resonance. Okay, roll your... Uh, and that's going to be a uh, um, 29 deception. All right, and let's see. What is your insight again, my friend, Dr. Bradbury? Uh, that would be a 17. So um, he rolls a 17 total uh, versus what was it again, 29? Mm-hmm. All right, yeah, you, you've deceived him. Who are you giving the benefit okay. to? Uh, Lamplighter. Okay. And um, Tempest. Tempest, there you go. Okay. All right, so that's um, Lamplighter. Are you going to go ahead and go, or are you? Uh, is is Tempest about to go? Um, well, Tempest already went. Uh, I was I was okay. I was counting down in the initiative order. So um, okay, going from here, it would then be Archon, and then the end of the turn. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to get. A, I'm not going to get a better shot than this. So okay. so I'll I'll take uh, when he's distracted by uh, by Star Child. Okay. So, um, I guess I'm going to power attack. Okay. And um, can I... Can I extra effort? Yes. What does that give me? Um, that'll either give you a plus one to your attack, or you can use extra effort to uh, power stunt a, a feat you don't have. Like, if you wanted to do a combined all-out power attack. Um, yeah. That sounds good. Okay. Um, That'll give you minus, the minus five off of your, your uh, defenses in order to give your, you know, give a plus five to your attack bonus, which then you trade over to a plus five to your damage. So you're, you're not yeah. actually losing any attack bonus on your attack. Yeah. And I, yeah. Um, so let's, let's do that because I don't, yeah, I'm going to rely on, um, on the distraction to hit him. <laughs> okay. All right. Roll your attack roll. So, um, hope that I roll well, because I have no hero points. Um, what do we get? I rolled a 12, plus 10 is 22. That hits. I didn't take any of the modifiers, though. That hits. Okay. So my damage is plus 5? Yep. Okay, so that's a 16. Okay. Um, and he rolls a 1. Let me see here. Yay! Well, it's a 31, right? Yeah. Total um, is a difficulty. Yeah, 31. Uh, he gets a total of 13. So, um, or wait, let me double check that. It's not 13. It's 14. Um, so it, you beat him by 17. So he is blown off of the edge of the, the room down, over the... Precipice kind of leading down to the bottom floor if somebody wants to grab him. Yeah, because I want to... He's actually KO'd and sent off yeah. the off the ledge of the balcony towards the... That, that kind of looks down over... Um, actually, no, this would be looking down over the... Because he goes out the window. I forgot that this doesn't lead downstairs. So he goes flying out one of the windows by the clock face. 
Um, I'm going to drop out of combat here, so does somebody want to jump outside and try to catch him before he falls to his doom? Yeah, yeah. I'll snag him. Somebody <laughs> will snag him. All right. If we must. All right, who's going who's gonna to be the hero? Uh, I think it sounds like we're all going to try to grab him. Okay. Not me. <laughs> Not me. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to save him. Um, I shot him. I don't have to save him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, so you guys, I'm going to say that uh, Starchild flies out and grabs him, and... Oh, that's going to be fun with my strength. <laughs> well, he's, not, he's only normal human, um, and yeah. he's unconscious, so he's not fighting back. Um, but you make a perception check. Okay. Um, let's see here. That's a, uh, a, a 19. Okay. Um... You glance downstairs and um, you see the floating skull is making off with the book. Um, it's like basically flying with the book gripped in its teeth. <laughs> I will send a mental notice to the rest of the team. Okay. Um, he's, he's like basically zooming out the front door when um, you see something plummeting from the sky that looks rather like a, a dragon just kind of tears out of the sky and slams down into the, the skull. It looks like this huge, long, almost like a, a Chinese dragon, or just the head of a dragon, like this made of fire, just comes down out of the sky and slams into him and, like, smashes the skull against the ground and takes him out. Um, and uh, when the fire clears, you see this girl. She looks like she's maybe 16, 17-year-old, slim, blonde-haired girl wearing blue jeans and a, and a shirt and no shoes, and she's just kind of standing over the book, and she picks it up and looks up at you. Um, at which point, um, the uh, police are converging on the area, and uh, she sort of steps back inside the tower to, to, to duck out of their line of sight. Okay. Do we know who she is? You have no idea. Uh, she's downstairs and she's got the book. Well, we'll jump mm -hmm. down and... Hi there. Who are you? She glares at you. She's got, like, the prettiest face. Like, she's, like, the... She's, like, a really charming-looking young girl, except for the fact that what's behind her eyes doesn't even look remotely human. Like, she's just got this cold, inhuman glare of anger... Um, and she just kind of like s s snarls at you and looks like she's about to shoot off some sort of retort when, um, a word from the shadows, uh, you hear barked out, luckily end, stand down. And, uh, the girl turns and looks as, as, uh, Elizabeth Tower steps literally through the wall and through the shadows into the room. And she says, she's with us. We just didn't want that book getting away. Well, good. No, we didn't either. And uh, um, she looks around. She looks outside and she says, uh, this is too messy. We're going to have to teleport you out of here to make sure there's no questions. Um, but... She kind of looks back to you, and I, I'm, I'm assuming that everybody's kind of gathering around. You've got your unconscious 
prisoner, and mm-hmm. you're all kind of gathering inside the, the front, and she says, well done. Bit amateurish, but you achieved all the goals. Almost all the goals. I roll. <laughs> Massive I roll. <laughs> all right. Um, You're like, I just beat a thousand bad guys. Don't you dare be condescending to me. <laughs> all right, you, you people did great work tonight. Uh, you should be proud of yourselves. You saved the city. And then now, uh, I'll, uh, anybody need a lift? Indeed, there's another flicker of pseudo-motion on the walls, and you see um, uh, Tailspinner step back out, and he says, apparently there's been some ruckus. <laughs> he says, yeah. More of a fracas, really. He says, Tower, <laughs> uh, I'll take it from here. And he, and he turns, and he, he takes each of your hands and sh- shakes your hands, and he says, well done, well done. Um, it is... Uh, we're very thankful to have you as agents of the library or friends of the library. He kind of <laughs> hesitates looking at uh, Lamplighter. I'm not sure where you stand just yet, but... I'm, I'm, wa- I'm waiting for overdue amnesty week. <laughs> <laughs> he says, but um, when you have a chance, I would, much appreci- I, I would much appreciate it if you would stop by the library and um, return this overdue book. And he takes the the book out of um, Lockley Ann's hands, the, 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 the girl with the, the flickering eyes, and he turns and he places it in Jade Witch's hands, and he says, this is your responsibility now. You'll need to return it to the secure stacks. I'll consider it done. He says, well done. And uh, to all of you, uh, thank you. Um, it was a bit noisier than we might have chosen, but actually quite an interesting outcome all the same. I wonder what people are going to say when they realize they have a clock tower in the city now. Oh, dude, this is totally our new base. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we need to dibs that. Come on! Totally our new base. We each spend like one point of experience points to put some basic stuff in it. Totally yeah. good base. I have no problem with that. <laughs> I have no problem with that. If that's what you guys want, absolutely. Sounds good. This is the, um, you guys are calling yourselves the Enigma Patrol or something? What was it? I forget now. You guys. I forget you guys, too. Was it Enigma a, something? Yeah. I think it was Enigma Patrol. <laughs> so you will be the Enigma Patrol in the mysterious clock tower that suddenly appeared... And we will. I just, I just want to say, by the way, James, yeah. you have, you have, um, with this whole adventure, you have quoted one of my favorite moments in superhero movie ever, hmm. which is, which is in the the um, the movie The Shadow that came out back in the late eighties. <laughs> oh yeah, do you remember? Yes. When when he, Lamont Cranston realized that the the Monarch Hotel has been made invisible. Yep. To everyone in New York, and he says. Shiwan Khan has hypnotized the entire city. <laughs> yep. That has been my favorite quote on Facebook for like 10 years. So. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I did, uh, I, I did like, there was a lot about that movie that I really liked. But anyway, yeah. I hope everyone enjoyed listening. I'm going to give everybody four experience points for tonight's game. So Woo! 
Woo! Be sure to track that down on your character sheets. Um, and uh, this ends season one of the Beacon City Adventures, and we will have a uh, we will return with the Enigma Patrol, which will be season two. Um, whenever we can get these guys together again. But, well, I had a lot of fun, James, and you obviously put tons of work into it. So thank you so much for all of your yep. hard work. Oh, you're it was welcome. Really- thank you. Thank you guys for joining in and helping out. Thanks. I couldn't have done yeah. it without you guys. Had a great time. <laughs> and I couldn't have done it without Tempest. Tempest is like, I hit things good. That is my job. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, Thanks for the players. And um, we're going to let my players go and relax now. All right. Thank you guys for joining us. Thank you for listening, everyone. And until next time, stay vigilant.